And now, introducing the man who was asked to comment on the latest TikTok craze in which people throw pens into coffee cups from a distance of several feet in an attempt to force themselves to do something they'd like to do but wouldn't otherwise do. His response? For the last time, what the hell is TikTok? He's just so old with his loose skin and his old balls gross. He is Glenn Clark. Explain to me what they're doing on TikTok. <laughs> All right, so they have this they have this thing where people will sit at a distance of anywhere from I guess like I'm 10 I'm I'm on board with the throwing pens in a in a cup thing. Like I, anything can be a competition. Like we've all played waste paper basketball at some point in our lives. I'm on that part of it I'm bo- I'm on board with. What's the other part of it? So they they sit at a distance, they throw it and w- before they throw it they say, "If I make this, I have to start going to the gym every day." And if they make it, they have to start going to the but, gym every but day. But do they actually do that or is that just some nonsense for TikTok? I think it's just nonsense. I've yeah, never that, seen a follow-up a video. That's a to different this. thing. This isn't like uh, you know, like what the kids are getting around and like this is replacing truth or dare. Like, "Hey, if you make it, you get you get to make out with with Sally, and if you miss it, you you got to run around naked in the snow or something. At the risk of kink shaming, which we don't do here, we don't I, do that. Well, we we, you know, we we kids. We're, let's, let's be no, careful. No, I did no, just no, say kids. No, no, just, not not about kids. Sorry, yeah, sorry. Wasn't just say that. that. Let's be careful. <laughs> I don't. I don't want one them. has nothing to do with nah, the other. Nah, nah, nah. One guy did throw the pen, a pen in the cup after saying to his wife or girlfriend, "If I make this, you have to give me a rim job." Okay. <laughs> So, all right. So there is truth or dare I, uh, aspects to it. I don't. Uh, there are things in the world I don't understand, and I'll admit that one is one of them that I don't understand. And yeah. again, I I'm with you. We do not kink shame. <laughs> do not do that. But it's just not something that is not for. I want to make that abundantly clear, uh, Mrs. Clark. If you're listening, I'm good. Uh, all right. Same thing, Mrs. Valley. Good. I'm very good. All set. Very good. We've established that. That was the most important thing we were going to do today, I think, really. <laughs> that was the most important thing that was going to happen. All right. Uh, good morning. Your mom listens to the show. I keep <laughs> so weird. I, I just think saw she tunes up. in later, hopefully. I hope. <laughs> I hope. All right. Good morning. It is Glenn Clark Radio. I'm Glenn. He's Paul. Uh, it is a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of the show. We will get to that here in just a minute. Today's show is brought to you by... Ooh, I'm going to separate that. I'm going to do something else. How about this instead? Cold weather has arrived, and that means one thing. Higher energy bills, but the good news is that Window Nation is here to help. For December only, get 50% off all style windows and a house of windows for only $99 a month. Call Window Nation today, 866-90NATION or windownation.com. Coming up on the program today, we are going to uh, chat with uh, Dan Connolly from The Athletic. Of course, uh, the deadline for Major League Baseball and the Players Association to avoid a work stoppage is later on this evening. Um, We'll talk about that. We'll talk about what the Orioles did do yesterday. There was some fear that perhaps they might not tender contracts to a couple of their guys They did, uh, including Trey Mancini, who is likely to make in the neighborhood of $10 million. And I think a lot of people were afraid that perhaps the Orioles would just simply say, nah, we don't want to pay that, and would just let Trey Mancini walk. That's not going to be the case. They did tender a contract. So, um, you know, that's, I guess, some good news in in that front. Guarantees nothing about anything, but it's it's better than the alternative for a lot of people. If the Orioles 
tender these contracts mm-hmm. and they don't trade these guys away, do you take that as a good sign that they're willing to pay that much money when the last couple years they really just weren't willing to pay? I mean, it's not that. It, it's just not that much money. Like, it was Anthony Santander is going to be like three million bucks? Right, I mean, but but it, if they give Trey like ten million, they trade a VR so that he wouldn't make twelve. I I get it, but it's one guy who we've said all along is far more valuable here than he is. Like Trey Mancini is actually valuable to the Orioles yeah. organization. Jonathan VR never was. No one ever came to a I game. I liked him. God bless you. You never went to a game because Jonathan VR was an Oriole. Um, so it's it's there's no comparison there in that way. Um, I, it comes off to me more as like they know they can't do that. They also, you know, they had some other money that's been cleared. And so one contract being 10 million bucks or 9 million bucks, whatever it is for Trey Mancini, uh, not the end of the world. I, I don't read much into it at all. But they, of course, still have the ability it, at some point before the season begins to trade him too, and I'm, that's the one thing we'll talk more about this with Dan Connolly. Right. I'm. I'm not. They are. It's still an awkward place with Trey Mancini, who they they still have to do something about at some point, and they are running the risk of just sort of letting it play out and doing nothing with and I. I the, the, I've said all along, the problem with trading Trey Mancini is you can never recoup what, what his value is to your organization cannot be recouped in a trade. It cannot be done. That's, there is not that demand for a Trey Mancini type of player. It does not exist. Every organization thinks they have their own Trey Mancini just from a baseball perspective. I'm not saying it from a human perspective. From a baseball perspective, every organization in baseball, nobody is sitting there saying to themselves, you know what we really need? We really need a guy who doesn't really play a position, is a decent hitter, and can hit some home runs. That's what we really need. Nobody's saying that. They all think they've got that guy. Or they think they have someone coming up who they don't, is their version. Like, they just, you know, this guy that we've been trying to make an outfielder, we know he's got a bat, he's not really an outfielder, we'll just stick him at first base. Like, that's, everybody thinks they've got that. And it's not a knock on Trey Mancini, who you know I love. It's just the reality of baseball. Like, the reality of baseball is, Teams have demand for players that play actual positions and have varying skill sets and and bring some other things to the table, and that's just not who Trey Mancini is. Um, but it's all, we'll talk about it with Dan McConnelly here in a bit. They also, of course, uh, add in Rugnet Odor, so there's that. I mean, I I've got nothing else to say about it. He's an Oriole now, and it doesn't really cost them anything. So he's a sure. prototypical. Oriole the last decade. I mean, I, he punched Jose Batista once, and so we all <laughs> like him. And God bless you know. Like I just don't. What what am I? If I spend any time talking about Rugnet Odor, it's more time than it's worthy to talk about Rugnet Odor. So that's it's what it is. Um, he's he's technically a qualified major leaguer, and in that way, he's better than some of the guys the Orioles have added in in some years. So they've got that going for them i guess and that's nice but we'll talk about all that as well as the many rumors that uh, have persisted about what they could be doing looking to trade the john means and cedric mullins of the world uh sal palantonio is going to join us in a few minutes sal is on the call for espn radio on sunday as the ravens take on the steelers um so we will talk to him about that he's working the booth it's like the last time he did an espn radio game a few weeks back he's actually in the booth he's not down on the field doing uh sideline reporting he is actually the color analyst for the broadcast on sunday as the ravens take on the steelers love chatting with sal get his thoughts on what he's seeing of course you know sal from the nfl matchup show as well which is tremendous and 
should get a better time slot than it does, but that's a conversation for a different day. And uh, Drew Forrester will join us today, as he does every Wednesday. So that's all coming up on the program today. Uh, a couple of people responded to my like kind of rant yesterday to start the show about Notre Dame and Brian Kelly, and they were like, wow, you seem really defensive, Brian Kelly. I want to make this very clear. I don't care about Brian Kelly either. And if anything, I dislike the guy because we've all kind of associated him with the time the Notre Dame videographer died because in extreme wins and a situation where everyone should have known don't put a kid up on a cherry picker to try to film um, this practice, the kid died. I mean, like, I, I've if anything, I dislike Brian Kelly. I think that he is an unlikable person and all these stories it was hilarious yesterday how many notre dame people were like going out of their way to try to like dig up dirt about brian kelly and just ignore the part where a kid died i like, never heard that till right now are you serious i, I don't know pretty, how i missed it was that. a pretty well-known story i mean this is it's going back almost a decade at this point i mean it's going back quite a ways maybe i knew it then and i forgot um but but like people this this photographer that works for the south bend tribune thinks he's doing a revenge porn bit where he's got a picture of Brian Kelly giving someone the middle finger on the sidelines and he's like uh, this is real and I've been sitting on this until now like what who gives a flying f like what do you think this is damning like do you think that in some way this makes this makes Brian Kelly there was the story that was floating around about when Brian Kelly was the coach at Western Michigan he made two of the graduate assistants one of which was Matt LaFleur ironically um come park cars during a party that he was throwing or something like that like ah what a terrible guy like what an awful I mean, like i it's degrading to your coaches though. i'm not trying to say that it makes you a nice guy yeah i'm saying the guy was the coach when a kid died like you don't have to try this hard um i don't think brian kelly's a likable fella but i also don't give a rat's ass about notre dame and i don't feel bad for them in any way, I have not shed a tear for Notre Dame. Uh, there are people that apparently the committee uh, reminded everyone last night, well, hey, we do have to factor availability of the coach in when we make our decision and all these, well, that's unfair to the kid. No, what would be unfair is if Notre Dame was in the college football playoff. That would be unfair because they're unworthy. They're not worthy of being in the college football playoff. Even in a year where we don't think there are that many good teams, Notre Dame ain't one of them. They didn't do anything this year. They didn't beat anyone. What would be unfair would be letting them in just because they happened to finish the season with one loss because they didn't play anybody. For to, to what it's worth, somebody would say, well, Cincinnati didn't really play anybody either. Well, they beat Notre Dame, so they get in. It's that simple. It ain't hard. Neither, neither team played a daunting schedule. One of them beat the other one, so Cincinnati gets in. Notre Dame does not. It's just not all that hard. Um I'm not defending Brian Kelly in any way. There's no correct answer to this. This thing where, like, oh, he only spent two minutes telling his team or talking to his team yesterday. They already knew the guy was leaving. I, I, Paul, I, I don't know how many breakups you've been through in your life. I don't know how many times a young lady broke up with you. But are you really looking for, like, an hour-long conversation when she's telling you she's breaking up with you? No. When The, the breakup that I remember, I – uh. She told me that she was breaking up with me. She tried to hug me, and I said, nope. Yeah, I'm, I'm and I good, walked, right, out, I walked yeah, out the right, door, like, and like, I left. Yeah, It's such a weird bit. Like, he only had – it was only a two-minute conversation with the team. I, I don't – man, I 
Why drag it out? I have no idea. I can't speak to you know I, any of the players on the team. Like maybe they really wanted to hang with Brian Kelly a little bit more before he left for LSU. You know, I I don't know. But if I'm being broken up with, I'd be like, okay, be on with it. I absolutely hate conversations that drag out. Like if you're firing me, just rip the bandaid off. Just walk in, say you're fired. I don't need the well, yeah, but you can use me as a, I, my God. When when the radio station went under all those years ago mm. and I was the, like uh, just be, the nature of the schedule because I did afternoons I was the last guy in right so I already knew like everybody else had already let me know hey you know we're all out of jobs right like when when you come in today you're probably gonna get some bad news <laughs> so I'm like already prepared for it and I just want it over with so I, I walk in the front door and the guy's like we need to talk I'm like oh I know <laughs> <laughs> and he like well, this is this is what's happening like, dude just stop just stop let me go clean my crap up I don't I'm never going to talk to you again. Like, I get to treat you like the rest of the city treats you and just not care. <laughs> like, stop. It's over. Just, I, I don't need any. Well, you can use me as a reference. I assure you, I never will. Like, I will never <laughs> be using you as a reference. My God. I actually want to get jobs in the future. <laughs> I am definitely not going to use you as a reference. Like, don't, I, I don't need this. It doesn't need to be a lengthy conversation. Just get it the F over with and let me be on with my life. You're moving on. That's cool. God bless. I got stuff to do. And if I'm a college kid, I want to go play, what, what a college kid? Call of Duty? I want to go play Call of Duty. That's what I want to do with my time. So the notion that, like, that's what makes Brian Kelly evil is that he only took two minutes to meet with the team. No, it's the part where a kid died. You guys are trying so hard to try to make Brian Kelly like a bad guy. It ain't that hard. There is evidence out there that he's a bad guy. I don't like him, but I also don't, I have. I, I feel no sorrow whatsoever for Notre Dame. None. Zero. Period. It's college athletics, man. You're in it for profit. This they'll is what happens. They'll survive. I'm, sh- yeah, I'm, I'm certain I'm of it. Think they, they've got a literal network that's willing to bend over backwards for them. I think they're going to be okay. They have an entire religion that is that's like they're going to be all right. Notre Dame. They're gonna they're gonna survive the great uh, Brian Kelly whatever departure, departure of 2021. So um, no, I'm not in any way trying to defend Brian Kelly, who I think to be quite unlikable. I want to make that very clear. I just I would in no world ever defend Notre Dame, who believes themselves to be more important than anyone else, and they're not. This is all stupid football. None of these schools, none of these programs, are more important than any other, just because you've you're more familiar with their name. It's not the way the world works, and in that way, I like seeing the institutions crumble. All right. Is there anything else news-wise that we needed to cover at the top of the show? I feel like that was Duke blew a. Second, I did. I did a, a enjoy that double-digit second yeah, half I did, lead. I did enjoy. I well, there'll never be a day where I will be unhappy watching Duke basketball lose. I want to make that very. Even though I say Ohio State sucks too at the end of the show, it's Ohio State football, right? Like right. nobody, nobody cares. Nobody about cares about Ohio team. State basketball. It's not like watching Ohio State basketball. Trust me, I you know Maryland's in the Big Ten now. I'd rather Ohio State not beat Maryland, but like. But we're talking about it's in the same way I don't give a rat's ass about Duke football. I don't care about Ohio State basketball either. We know what we're saying when I say those things at the end of the show. If I have to choose between Ohio State or Duke basketball, I know who I'm picking every time out of 10. Uh, it's the team that ain't Duke. So, yeah, I, I, I got a kick out of that. Why wouldn't I get a kick out of that? I enjoyed it a great deal. All right. Um, oh, and the Suns won last night, too. That, that made me happy. I was a little bit nervous because Devin Booker got hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't play at all in the second half. And. You know, like I, I don't know where that is. I haven't. I, I, it was late. I had to go to bed. I wasn't able to stay up and get more information about it. 
But um, they look good. They're de- defensively, they looked incredible. I mean, part of it was Steph Curry just had an off night shooting. Like he just did. He had just had an off night shooting. He got some open looks and just missed them. Just very unsteph. It almost like going to see your favorite band and they don't play your favorite song. I, I, when I went and saw ACDC the first time in my life, I, I get it. ACDC's got a thousand hits and they played all of them except one. And I don't know why, but it's just I love Money Talks. It's one of my favorite ACDC songs. I, I can't explain that. It's a top three ACDC song for me. And I had the greatest time, and it was like when my wife and I would first started dating, and she was, for, like, for no reason at all, she was like, I bought uh, you tickets to the ACDC show. And I'm like, holy crap, like, you really want to get married. Like, you really are trying quite hard. We're, we're not old enough for you to be trying this hard <laughs> to get married. Um, but like we went down, we had a, this awesome night, and we had a great dinner, and we go to the show, and I'm having the time of my life because it's ACDC. Who, who wouldn't? It's ACDC we're talking about. It's like one of the top five most fun bands in the history of music. And so at the end of the night, I just couldn't have had a better time, but I'm like, damn it. They didn't play Money Talks, and it like really affected me because I'd never seen ACDC before, and like, at that point in my life, who knew if I was ever going to see them again? Like they're, they're a little bit up there in yeah. years. you know? Who knows? And I kind of feel that way if you go to a Warriors game and like Steph Curry just doesn't shoot the ball well, you got to feel a little gypped. Like you got to feel like somebody owes you your money back or something like that. Well, I bought tickets to see Steph Curry and he missed all of his shots. What what do I see about getting a refund? <laughs> it was w- weird. Yeah. The first two times I saw Incubus, they didn't play part of me. No, that, w- that was my that's that's, that w- that's even weirder because they're not they don't have I, no offense to Incubus who's fine they're my favorite band and that's like a lot of people like Incubus and they're certainly some of their tunes I was I was very much into but they're no ACDC I want to make right. that like this is not like Incubus if they toured today I think would play Rams Head Live you know what I mean like they're not playing arenas at, at, or anything along those lines they do no not today they might have at the height of their career. But not today. Incubus today would not play an arena. Like it, it, I mean, maybe they would play the HPG FCU arena in 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 Bel Air, but they would not play the an NBA arena. I don't I, know. I think if they put no, out I'm, a new I'm, album, I'm, they I'm would. I'm telling you, I know where they toured the last time. They, they, I, they I, I did not, see them at the Fillmore. They, they in do not Spray. play arenas. That's not a thing any longer. I mean, I, I don't even know if it ever was. I think at one point I saw them at Meriwether, but it was also with a tour that had like five other acts on yeah. it, so it wasn't just them. Um, I, they, they, that's not, I mean, I, the weird part about it is they're not, ACDC can fall into a catalog where they played 30 other songs and they were all smash hits. Right. Incubus had like eight smash hits, maybe. And I'm probably being charitable there. Like they probably had five smash hits and like three other songs. Like I happen to really like, when you say Wish You Were Here, you of course think of Pink Floyd. Right. Incubus did a song called Wish You Were Here that was quite good. Yeah. I enjoyed it a, a, a great bit. I liked it a lot. It wasn't a smash hit, but I'm being charitable and I'm sort of lumping it in with them. The idea that they would leave any of their smash hits on the table would, would make no sense. They just don't have the catalog that they should be leaving a smash hit on the table whenever you see Incubus play. That yeah. that makes no sense to me. I've seen them six times. They've played it the last four times I've seen them. The first two times they did not play Sons it. of bitch. You want me to call Brandon right now? <laughs> I think we should get we'll him get on the, the line. Bottom. This is unacceptable. This is uneffing acceptable. You can't do that. All right, Would You Rather Wednesday is brought to you today by Glory Days Grill because I've got a Glory Days Grill gift card to give to someone who participates at random. Glory Days Grill, of course, has... $5.99 chili nachos every Thursday and $6.99 burgers every Monday. Watch all your favorite games at Glory Days Grill. 25 screens and private speakers at every table. So if you want to go over there tonight to watch, say, Maryland, Virginia Tech, 
and you're worried that uh, not everybody in the bar is all that excited about it because, you know, it's Maryland basketball, no problem. you got a private speaker at your table to hang out and watch the game. Find out more and get your orders in at glorydaysgrill.com. I'm sorry, I have not been able to post the Would You Rather Yet on Twitter, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to throw out the uh, topics right now, and then we'll, we'll delve more into them later on in the program, shall we? Number one, of course, it's Ravens-Steelers week. They are on Facebook, however, uh, facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio if you want to see them there. Number one, it is Steelers week. Would you rather the Steelers move up a little bit in the draft to get their next quarterback? Assume, we're all working under the assumption that it's the end for Ben Roethlisberger. Would you rather they draft their next quarterback, maybe moving up a couple spots to get uh, Pitts, Kenny Pickett, or the Steelers are the team that gets aggressive and they trade for Russell Wilson this offseason? Number two, would you rather? Uh, perhaps you've heard, have you heard about the, uh, the, the situation in Ireland with the Oasis cover band? No. There was a uh, blizzard in Ireland. Scotland? I think it was Ireland. And 61 people got stuck inside a tavern for three days. Oh, man. There was an Oasis cover band who had been playing the night the blizzard hit. And so they got stuck inside the tavern with this Oasis cover band. And so this Oasis cover band just tried to entertain everyone for three days while they were stuck inside the tavern. And the words are that everybody actually had a great time. Like, it, it didn't become a Lord of the Flies situation. There was no, you know, shadow government that was set up. Everybody got along really well. The place provided food for everyone. Everyone handled the situation about as well as, as, well as they possibly could. So with that in mind, you have to spend somewhere stranded for three days. I'm going to give you these two options. The first is in a convention hall, stranded with 61 iconic athletes who were there for a signing. You're there with 61 of the most famous athletes in the world who all got together for one of these massive signings. And you could spend three days rubbing elbows, telling stories, taking pictures, doing whatever you can do for three days. Or... You spend three days stranded at your local Cinemaplex. Those are your options. Where are you going to spend three days stranded due to weather, due to a blizzard? Uh, they didn't appear to ever lose power at this tavern, by the way. So I'm. You want me to save my response for no. later? No, save it for later. <clears throat> save it, save it for later. later. And number three, uh, speaking of Notre Dame, you are Notre Dame. Would you rather be the school that gets to hire Luke Fickle away from Cincinnati, fresh off him taking them to the college football playoff, or would you rather... Be the one that hires Urban Meyer, who, while unlikable, has literally won three national championships. By the way, for what it's worth, there was a report yesterday out of Jacksonville that he's not interested in going back to college, of course. What, you're not going to say you are while you're still the coach of the Jaguars, for what it's worth. Like, I mean, I'm not, I, it might be true, but there's no world in which he's going to say, like, yeah, I tell you what I really want to do is not coach the team that I'm coaching. Just really don't want I, – I don't want to get ready for a game on Sunday. I'd rather not do that. Like, there's no world in which that's going to come out. But that was a report that came from, I think, the, the ESPN writer that covers the Jaguars. So those are your three scenarios. At Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. I'll get them up momentarily. Facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio. They're already up. Get your answers in for Would You Rather Wednesday. Someone who participates at random – will be chosen to win a $25 gift card to Glory Days Grill. I need to apologize. I was supposed to get the boxes yesterday. They did not arrive in time. 
they should be arriving today, and I should have them out. I've got a game tonight, so in the next 24 hours, I should have them out various locations around town. I know they will be, once I have them, at Jerry's Toyota, Jerry's Chevrolet, Glory Days Grill uh, over in Towson, Uptown Cheapskate up in Bel Air. I know they will be at all of those locations. I'm working on a few others. I think I've got like 10 boxes that I'm going to be able to take to different places around town. We're working on a location in the city. We're going to have a big two-week push. I mean, literally a two-week push to collect coats, clothes. I'm so sorry. I, 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 I am furious with myself for the fact that, once again, we ended up falling behind on this. I'm, I'm very apologetic. Um, but I appreciate all of you that are getting coats. As I said before, if you can bring them to Hamden, if you can bring them to the studio, that would be great. Uh, I will hook you up with a $25 gift card to Glory Days Grill. We're trying to help, help up. Help, we want you to help us help helping up. Easy for me to say. It was my idea. Help us help helping up. Helping up Mission Downtown, the incredible things they do. We want to take care of the people that need it, that are there this holiday season. Please reach out at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. Send me an email, however you can, smoke signals, whatever you got. Say, hey, I've got coats. How can I get them to you? I will come pick them up from you if I have to. I'm going to get the boxes out, um, and we will. I promise we will have an event. Of course, next Tuesday is the next Tyus Bowser show. We'll be at the Bowman on Harford Road in Parkville, courtesy of Pressbox Grade 8's memorabilia, Window Depot Baltimore, windowdepotbaltimore.com, Duffy's Garage in Baldwin, duffysgaragemd.com, and my bookie. You can bring them out next Tuesday. We're also asking you to bring uh, new unwrapped toys to benefit uh, Grade 8's memorabilia's uh, drive to help Toys for Tots and um, families that need it, but we will also do a standalone event. I'm looking at December 16th, that Thursday night, is what I'm looking at for a standalone event to collect some coats. So I know I'm, I'm trying to do a lot in a short amount of time. I'm sorry, but please bear with me. And if you can get coats down here to the studio, I would be greatly appreciative. Just reach out and I'll let you know where it is that you need to come. Uptown Cheapskate, right next to the restaurant I work at. Oh, well, there you go. Come there see you your go. boy. Yeah, come there you go. Stop in, Come right? see your Stop boy. Stop in. Get, a, get yourself a beverage while you're there. Go go, uh, go that route. All right, when we come back in, Sal Palantonio is going to join us to uh, preview Ravens Steelers. That's next, Glenn Clark Radio. Come in for Glory Burgers, Glory Wings. There's glory for everyone at Glory Days Grill. Enjoy their award-winning burgers, ribs, and wings, or try our fresh salads, hand-cut salmon, or our scrumptious sandwiches. Yum! Come in for our daily specials every weekday, like $6.99 burgers on Mondays and $5.99 nachos on Thursdays. And watch football on their big screens every Monday, Thursday, and Sunday. Dine in and let us serve you, or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and take it home. Visit us at glorydaysgrill.com for a location near you. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. Window Depot Baltimore provides the highest quality Pro-Via windows, doors, and siding for all budgets. The best is finally affordable. Call them today for a free in-home consultation at 410-941-3499. They also offer Zoom and FaceTime consultations in an effort to practice social distancing. A proud sponsor of the Tyus Bowser Show, you can find out more at windowdepotbaltimore.com. <laughs> I've driven my tractor trailer millions of miles and I've seen it all. The next time you change lanes when driving, remember because of the sheer weight and size of my truck, I'm not able to stop quickly if you cut me off and brake suddenly. One wrong decision could change our lives forever. Trucks need room to stop. Don't cut it close. 
Brought to you by the Maryland Department of Transportation State Highway Administration. Looking for a simple holiday meal? Try Chick-fil-A Catering. From Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. What's up, everybody? This is Taz Bowser. I can't wait to see you guys for the Taz Bowser Show this fall. We're going to be taking the show on the road all over the area. You can meet me and my very special guests. If you can't make it out, you can watch the show on live on Pressbox Facebook page or listen the next day. Find out more about where we'll be by checking out PressBoxOnline.com slash Bowser. We'll see you all season long for the Taz Bowser Show. The next Taz Bowser Show is Tuesday, December 7th at the Bowman on Hartford Road in Parkville. It's brought to you by Press box great eights memorabilia as well as window depot baltimore window depot duffy's garage in baldwin duffy's garage md.com and the nfl chick sarita hubbard joins us courtesy of my bookie we can't imagine why you'd want to but you can watch gcr live it's at facebook.com slash sports and try to guess whether these guys are wearing any pants. All right, back in here on GCR. Mobile One Full Synthetic Motor Oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. The Would You Rather Wednesday scenarios are up at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter now. Apologies that I was running a bit late with that this morning. And, yes, uh, uh, Brian Powell, if uh, two of Cincinnati, Alabama, or Oklahoma State lose on Saturday, then Notre Dame gets into the playoff. Probably true, but I would uh, 100% argue that there are two lost teams that are more deserving. Like Notre Dame's best win all season was a neutral site win against Wisconsin. They didn't beat anybody. Michigan beating Ohio State alone probably makes them more deserving, even if they lose another game. And I'm, I'm not saying they will because you're, you're probably right, but they've done nothing that would suggest they should be in the college football playoff. All right, uh, joining us now, man, it's always a pleasure to spend some time with our next guest. You, of course, know him from the NFL Matchup Show, and he is working the uh, Raven-Steelers game this Sunday. You're going to be hearing him in the booth for ESPN Radio and, of course, seeing him doing TV hits as well. He is our friend in the great Sal Palantonio, and he's back with us now here on GCR. Sal, it's Glenn and Paul. It is always great to chat with you, my friend. Thank you for taking the time for us this morning. Well, I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. It was certainly a great Thanksgiving weekend in Baltimore. I spent a lot of time there this weekend, and uh, I'm going out to Pittsburgh. This will be my fifth Ravens game. We love that. This we, year, we love that. We've actually been working behind the scenes to make it more permanent. Sal, we've. I, I know you probably like seeing some other teams during the course of the year, but we would prefer that you just have to travel with the Ravens all season long. That would make us happy around these parts. Well, first of all. M&T Bank Stadium, totally first class in everything they do. That's a fact. And from a, from the standpoint of someone covering the game, there really isn't a more accessible or easier place. The PR department is first rate. And then I just love going down there to that uh, Alice Anna Street and Little Italy, of course. Uh, that's where I like to hang out. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just a – it's really re- – you know, other than Tampa, where it's 80 degrees and I can yeah. see my mom. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, yeah, that's not bad. It's my, favorite, it's, 
it's my favorite road city, without a doubt. What's your go-to? What's your go-to when you're in Little Italy? Are you uh, are you going over to get a bookmaker salad? Are you you wander into Chipperelli's? Like, what's what's your play when you're over in Little Italy? Little Italy. Uh, I'm looking for the best pizza. I can oh, find. all right. Yeah. Yep. That's and a different play. All right. All right. Yeah. We should. You know what? It's because some my point... wife makes great pasta. So uh, when I'm out, I'm I'm looking for some pretty good. You know, and you can't. Baltimore. Ah, I it's it's I, I spend many a night, many a night myself. I'm not I'm not a Palantonio, but my family was Colucci once upon a time, and so nice. uh, I certainly share some of those uh, those feelings and uh, that heritage with you, Sal. You, you know, you mentioned you saw the Ravens last week. We're we're trying to figure out what's Lamar Jackson's play back to back. You know, let's just call it like it is. Bad games, right? Like, he was bad that night in Miami. He was bad on Sunday night against Cleveland. Now, thankfully, the Ravens won the game anyway on Sunday night, and thankfully, Lamar Jackson has such a track record that there's no world in which we panic about the fact that it's been two bad games. But is this – was inevitably thing were things going to get more difficult for Lamar Jackson this season – because of the limitations of what the Ravens are able to do in the run game and how little production they're getting from their running backs. There's no question about that. Uh, I think he's been hurt by the fact that he, he lost his left tackle and he's lost like 9,000 running backs. And, and then they've constantly been shuffling that around. And, uh, you know, teams have said, okay, well, when we don't think Devontae Freeman can beat us, uh, so, you know, we'll we'll exercise our right to stop him. Yep. And then we'll just load up on Mark Andrews, especially on third down, because that's where Lamar looks to. There, there's no tight end in the league that has more targets than Mark Andrews on third down. Uh, that includes Travis Kelsey. And, 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 you know, since 2019, Mark Andrews now, after scoring Sunday night, has 22 touchdown passes tied with Travis Kelsey for the most in the league during that time period. So he's been extraordinarily productive, his volume and production. So you load up on him and try to take him away and then limit the yardage for Marquise Brown. And that's what they did. Marquise Brown had a lot of targets, but he was only 6.4 yards per catch. So the formula is there uh, to stop to, to limit this offense's effectiveness. And it's up to Greg Roman to figure out how to, you know, get get Watkins, get Bateman more involved in the offense. Uh, I like the option of Patrick Ricard, hmm. it, uh, which they used very, very effectively in the past. Yep. I think that I was underutilized uh, Sunday night. I thought that Roman should have hammered more home in the run game, stuck with it, gone heavy, and just said, okay, boys, try to stop us. I mean, he, he did have 43 rushing attempts, but 17 of them were by Lamar, and his average was only four yards a carry. No, oh, he was bottled up for sure. I mean, they were never able to establish yeah. anything at, at all in terms of running the ball on Sunday night. So I – I think it's interesting because we did see in the past, right, like that the teams are willing to give you those checkdowns, you know, like why why not take them? Why not take if 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 it's Patrick Card in the flat, um, why not take it? Take advantage of that moving forward, right? Minnesota was a great example of that where 
they were like, look, you know, if, if you want to try to paper cut us to death, we'll let you paper cut us to death. Well, yeah, go try to paper cut a team to death then if they'll allow you to do it. It's... Yeah, well, so the story of the game really was Andrews, in my opinion. Sure, yeah. So he had ten, he, he always is going to be. He's your best, in my view, most versatile offensive player. So he had 10 targets, four catches, but four of those targets resulted in interceptions. All four of the interceptions were him targeting Andrews. So it's up to Greg Roman. I'm going to put the onus on Greg Roman. It's his responsibility. He's got accountability here. Mm -hmm. He's the guy that gets paid the big bucks. Scheme, scheme Andrews open. Whether it's motion, whether it is, uh, you know, trips set to the right or the left where you create a lot of you know mesh or traffic in the face of the dbs where andrews can break free quickly the key is break free quickly inside the numbers i didn't see very many low low rent sort of crossing patterns you know where he's close to the line of scrimmage sifting through the traffic with that enormous body and great feet and great hands where Lamar can get him the ball quickly because, you know, teams are making Lamar hold the ball and then sacking him two more sacks on Sunday night. Yeah, Sal Palantonio and he's with us here on GCR. He's calling Raven Steelers for ESPN radio. Sal, the good news is that the defense has played incredibly well the last couple of weeks, right? Um, Tyus Bowser has been otherworldly. Patrick Queen has, I mean, this is, I think, one of the more undertold stories in the NFL, what's going on with Patrick Queen this season, where he went from not being on the field for even half of the snaps to playing like a monster on Sunday night against the Browns. Can, can we start to buy into the idea that this might be a, a an elite type of defense, the type of defense that can win you some games on their own? Or do we have to say, like, no, they did it against the Bears and a Browns team that clearly has not been the same in recent weeks. We can't get too excited about the results from those couple of games. Well, they played really well against the Vikings. I mean, they gave up a couple of big plays, but they did step up. So the short answer to your question is, I believe in the defense. I think the defense can carry them when Lamar's not having or is having a subpar game. You know, I made a mistake on Sunday night, a big mistake, and I don't mind admitting it on the air. I asked for Mark Andrews for an interview after the game because I really wanted to talk about Andrews' touchdown pass and Lamar's performance, which was inconsistent. So I asked for Mark Andrews for the PR staff, and Mark and I did an interview for Sports Center. But I really should have interviewed Patrick Queen. Mm. Mm. I mean, Patrick Queen turned into one of the most courageous performances yep. that I have seen this year or in recent times, coming out with that really bad abdominal or rib injury, whatever he has, doubled over in pain, then comes back onto the field and has a major impact on the outcome of the football game. That was a courageous performance by Patrick Queen. And you're right. This guy uh, has improved, and I watch him on film. How about him jumping the play 
Yep. On the Browns' first it, drive. It, it was Ray Lewis-esque. I mean, it, not, it was a yeah. la Ray Lewis with, yep. with, with Ray Ray in the stand. Right. No, it's I it I you can't say enough. I mean, it, it's truly a remarkable story of of what's going on with Patrick Queen and moving to the Will spot has obviously been clearly quite beneficial for him. But this could break a lot of you know, like a lot of a lot of guys in their second season in the NFL get benched the way that Patrick Queen essentially did, right? Like he was essentially benched uh, uh, eight weeks ago, and for him to respond to it the way that he has, it's it's an incredible story that uh, I'm glad is getting a little bit more attention nationally. And, and, and you're probably right, Sal. Maybe he, he probably was worthy of that, uh, that ESPN postgame interview on Sunday night because the defense was that good. Uh, it, let's, let's talk about the Steelers, right, because I, it's a weird thing where I don't think anybody in Baltimore is overlooking Pittsburgh, but I don't think it's because of the Steelers, right? I think it's because the Ravens are not playing such brilliant football at the moment that anybody in Baltimore thinks they can overlook anyone. I think there are a lot of people in Baltimore that are dismissive of Ben Roethlisberger at this point in his career, and because of that, don't think the Steelers are any longer much of a threat the rest of the way in the AFC North. In what you've seen from them, and boy, he looked terrible against the Bengals on Sunday, do you still think that Ben Roethlisberger can do enough to keep them in this race the rest of the way? Yes, I do. I think Tomlin will have the team ready. The way he has talked the last couple of days, he's an angry coach, and he's going to be holding people accountable. Uh, and I think it's you know, I think John Harbaugh understands that the Harbaugh Tomlin uh, rivalry in the regular season is thirteen and thirteen. Uh, these two coaches know one another. These staffs and these players know one another. I mean, to the point where I wouldn't be surprised if the Ravens didn't play. Renegade by sticks. No, in practice this they week, they almost certainly do every time, and it's infuriating. It fury. It's I. I get it. I get it. I get it. Well, you know, the Ravens are going to play that song in practice this week. Yep. As, you know, as a way to, as a way to be prepared know, for the, the moment. Right. Level. Yep. Yeah, and the focus. So, I mean, and going back to Queen and, and Bynes and Bowser, and if you get Calais Campbell back. Uh, you know, it's all about stopping the rookie running back, Najee Harris, and then smothering the short and intermediate passing game uh, of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I think the Ravens defensively match up very well against the Steelers' offense. And it'll be up to the Ravens' offense to score more points than they have. Right. They, they have to be more productive and certainly more careful. I mean, I got to love John Harbaugh. He managed on Sunday night after the game to spin it as if, you know, it was a courageous performance by the entire team, the resilience to overcome four interceptions. But Glenn, yeah. Glenn, come yeah. on. Yeah. You, 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 it's, not, <laughs> it's not optimum for the quarterback to throw four picks. No, you normally don't win that way. It's extraordinarily rare that a team can win in those circumstances. Sal. Yeah, how about the last 41 quarterbacks in the NFL to throw four picks in the game lost? Yep. Yep. No, I mean, it's, it's you know, I look, I, I'm not. It's not optimum. And, again, sure. again, and Harbaugh did a good job of spinning it, but in this game, hey, if Lamar's throws two picks, the Ravens lose in this game, in my view. Interesting, interesting, interesting. That's not something that he can do. I don't disagree with that. 
Sal, you're so plugged in. Do you have any sense of the few? I mean, one of the things that we are dealing with right now with these last these two Raven-Steelers games that are coming up the rest of the season is thinking this really might be the end of an era, right? These might be the last times that the Ravens go up yep. against Ben Roethlisberger. Do you, yeah. do you have a sense of where the Steelers are at this point? Like if everybody is truly on board that this is the end and if they're planning on drafting a quarterback or if they – might be in the mix maybe for a Russell Wilson if he's really available after this season. Do you have any sense of, of where the Steelers are with all of that? A, B, C, D, all of the above Yeah. the answer to your question. Um, you know, they're in the weeds right now because Ben will acknowledge he's not playing like Ben has played. And I'm, as you know, on the Hall of Fame selection committee, and I will vote for Ben Roethlisberger first ballot to yeah. get into the Hall of Fame. Look, we don't like we, we we don't like the guy Sal, but we get it. Like, we're not stupid. We know how good he's been. <laughs> yeah, he's been great and, you know, where's the succession plan? That's a big question mark. Just like in New Orleans, you knew Drew Brees was retiring. Right. Are you telling me that Jameis Winston and uh Taysom Hill is your succession plan? You knew Ben Roethlisberger was 39 going into 2021. Are you telling me that Dwayne Haskins and Mason Rudolph is your succession plan? So, I mean, they're confronting big-picture questions about the quarterback at a time when they're trying to survive in a very muddled AFC. That's a bad spot to be in, Glenn. Uh, truthfully, it really is. I agree. It really is a bad spot. So it's up to Ben and Tomlin and Minka Fitzpatrick and all of those players who are very prideful, as we know, to summon the kind of energy and fortitude to take on a Ravens team that has a lot at stake. You do not want to go to Foxborough and play in the AFC Championship game. You want it to be at M&T Bank Stadium where we have crab cakes in the cafeteria at lunchtime. <laughs> Uncle Sal gets a little pasta on Saturday night in Little Italy. That's where we want it to be, Glenn. I'm, I am, I assure you, that's where I wanted to be, Sal. I assure you, that's. Where, <laughs> I, I, l- l- let me just follow up on the the Roethlisberger thing. Are we certain there's no world in which, to what you point out, Ben Roethlisberger, his ego, whatever it is, he doesn't walk back in and say, "No, I still want to keep playing." Brady's playing until he's 45. I still want to keep playing, and that they end up in a really awkward situation when this season is over. You know, that's why we have Adam Schefter on my team. Yep. So, you know, I don't know the details of the contract, the free agency. Right. All I know is, all right, um, you know, they want to – the Steelers organization's always so great, just like the Ravens yeah. are taking care of their own beyond the playing field. And they're not just going to kick Ben Roethlisberger to the curb, but they – you know, even Ben, who's got young children now at home, uh, wants to take care of his life and his wife and and his body, and he knows he's got a Hall of Fame career on his resume. So all of those factors are more personal than just ego and money. In my view, having known Ben for the entire time he's been in the league, interviewed him countless times, uh, I, I I think that those things are are definitely part, major major parts of the equation. But yes. Okay, now you get your last shot. At I mean, let's just call it like it is, Glenn. Right? You're getting your last shot as Ben Roethlisberger as the starter for the Pittsburgh Steelers at Heinz Field. You best believe Roethlisberger understands that. The team understands that. 
the Ravens better be ready. Sal Palantonio, what's coming up on the NFL matchup show this weekend? Oh, front and center. Ra- Ra- Ravens at Steelers, no, no question about it. And, you know, we're going to take a look at Tom Brady and the Bucks offense for sure uh, and how that has evolved. And, uh, you know, who's stopping the Bucks from going to the Super Bowl? Who's stopping, who's stopping Belichick from going to the oh, Super Bowl? Oh, could you imagine? Who's I mean, stopping a Belichick-Brady Super Bowl? The, what it would, I, know, I know it would be amazing for the NFL. I understand it would be a bonanza for the NFL, but I'm not sure I could handle it, Sal. I'm not sure that I would be able to survive that for, for two well, weeks we of coverage. The first step of December 1st, and both of those teams are number two seeds, or maybe the Bucks might be slightly behind the Packers, but... You know, it's a race to see who gets AFC and NFC championship game. And this race is a marathon because the Ravens still have six games left. We're going yep. into January. Yep. And you look at the Ravens schedule, right? Uh, they got to really let's let's look at it for a second. I'm going to pull it up here. You probably oh, it's have it. it's all the it's the division games and it's the Rams and the Packers. I mean, it's yeah, you got six games remaining. Yep. If you get a 3-3 split and 11-6, and you win the division, but you may not beat the Pats. Yeah, to be the number the one number seed. One seed. Right. right. You've got to go 4-2 and two at the least to go 12-5, and five, probably, to get the number one seed, which means more than likely you've got to go to Cleveland and beat the Browns. You've got to, you've got to try to beat Cincinnati in Cincinnati. Um. You know, you got some tough road games because the Packers and the Rams come in, and both of those teams are going to fight like heck so they don't have to go to Tampa for the NFC Championship. No game. question. No question about it. Sal Palantonio, this is a promise. Next time the game's in Baltimore that you're working, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you a spot in town, all right? Pizza on me the next time you're here, if, if you can do it. I know, you, you know these trips are, are no, quick. No, 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 I'm, I'm going to book it. I'll be there for Packers at Raiders. Excellent, sure. excellent. We're going to talk that week, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure pizza's on me that week because you've been so good to us over the years, my friend. So uh, I always. Oh, that's very, very nice of you. I, I look forward to talking to you, and uh, you do such a great job. I hear. So many people, uh, the feedback that I get when I'm in town about being on your show is tremendous and tremendously positive. So I really appreciate the time, and I really appreciate you being on the, I'm being on your show. Sal, so always appreciate you, sir. We'll talk then. Thank you so much, as always. All right. Bye-bye. Sal Palantonio, always appreciate him, man. He's the best. And um, I, I am – like, the there is that part of me. A couple of the Steelers people in my life, the night of the Chargers game – we're like, this is fun, but anytime Ben Roethlisberger does anything good, I start getting nervous that he's going to try to play another year. <laughs> like, th- this is, it's a very awkward spot they're in where they love the guy, right? Like, they worship the guy. We hate him. They mm-hmm. worship the guy. But yet, they need him gone. Like, they know. They, they know. know. It's over. You can't win a Super Bowl with this guy as your quarterback. The, uh, the kind of the understanding was they were letting him, they were essentially throwing away this season to not embarrass Ben Roethlisberger. They're like, all right, you get to go back out there for one more year and, and, and you can you can be the quarterback again for another season. But, like, hey, we all understand it's over, right? Like, this is it. We're just – we don't think we can win with you, but, you know, you've done so much here, we're going we're gonna to let you come play again anyway. It's crazy, though, that even as bad as he's been, with that quarterback room, he's their best option. 
Well, with, for them, yes, yeah, at the he's moment. Their, he's their best option but, but, this but, year. But there's a limit to that. You still, right. You can't win a Super Bowl That's not with what this I'm guy, saying. Right? It's, just, it's crazy that he's been so bad that their quarterback room is so bad that well, yeah, they don't, I mean, he's their best option. They don't have another option. And in part because they don't want someone to be a threat to Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, yeah. really, they didn't want to put somebody on this roster that that fan base would turn on Ben Roethlisberger and demand that someone else play. That's an right. ugly situation for a franchise legend to be dealing with, right? Like mm-hmm. that's you just don't want that as an organization. But they legitimately got worried because it was hilarious how they were making it seem like the story of the Chargers game was was Ben Roethlisberger's play. He played fairly well. The defense and the special teams are the reason why they got back into the game. Yeah. Um, but every time he was making a a decent throw, I'm watching. I've got Steelers fan friends who are like. Dude, every time he does anything that's even remotely good, I start getting really nervous that he is convincing himself that he can keep playing. And if he does, then I get worried that the Steelers will go so far out of their way to try to not embarrass him that they'll let him keep playing. And that's a disaster for us. We've got to move on. We've got to get to whatever it's going to be next. Is there any scenario that you can envision him playing for another team next year? Like a team that... Like- I made a joke about it. And pow- power rankings went up yesterday. I've got a column coming today about Maryland football and getting bowl eligible and what that means. That'll be at PressBoxOnline.com. But power rankings went up yesterday. And I joked in there that I inevitably know where Ben Roethlisberger is going to be next season. He's going to be in Denver because in Denver they're getting so excited about that roster and how ideal it would be for a real quarterback, right? Like how the, I, they put together a roster that if you just add in Aaron Rodgers next season, they're winning the Super Bowl. If you just add in Russell Wilson next year, they're winning the Super Bowl. And so you know what that's going to lead to is Ben Roethlisberger is going to be their quarterback hey, next season. With that thin air, he might be able to get some yardage out of no. his arm. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's pay- now, the joke being that Peyton Manning, you know, was terrible when they won a Super Bowl, yeah. despite the fact that, that Peyton Manning was god awful. That broke my heart. I love Peyton Manning. He was very bad. You're a Peyton Manning guy. I think he's better than Tom Brady. I thought I thought he was better than Brady. Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know his natural skill. Like I, the un, the argument is the like I've said this for a long time. Jerry Rice, of course, gets to be the greatest receiver in NFL history because he right. had the body of work that made him the greatest receiver in NFL history. But Calvin Johnson's the most talented receiver in NFL right. history by far. So. Like what? However you want to call it, call it what you want to call it. Like well, Tom Brady's the greatest winner in the history of football, and because of that, he's the greatest quarterback in, in right. football history, right? Um, if you want to say that Peyton Manning had actual had more natural skills or gifts or something like that, I don't know. I'd, I'd probably listen to the argument. It to me was in, like it, in a weird way. It was like this. It's not supposed to be like this. This isn't supposed to be how you get to call yourself a two-time Super Bowl winner. Yeah, is because you rode, you know, the like he was. It wasn't just that he wasn't Peyton Manning. He was awful. He was one of the worst quarterbacks in all of football. And those guys weren't supposed to be able to win Super Bowls anymore. Right. Like that era was the like Trent, Trent Dilfer era was supposed to be over. It was supposed to be that you had to be really good. Or at least have a really good postseason, a la Joe Flacco and Nick Foles, in order to win a Super Bowl, right? Like, nobody's trying to pretend like Nick Foles was an all-time iconic quarterback, Mm -hmm. but he was great that season after he took over. He was far better than Peyton Manning was when Peyton Manning won that Super Bowl in Denver. Um, so the I- irony would be like maybe they would convince themselves. Well, if we could, if Peyton Manning could win a Super Bowl when he sucked. Maybe Ben Roethlisberger could come oh, that, there and that win a Super Bowl. That defense was so good. 
It was. It was really, really good. Um, all right. Uh, anyway. Anyway. I, people are really worked up about what Sal Powell was saying about Mark Andrews. I don't really understand that. I don't get what you're worked up about. I mean, I, I, I certainly don't think that getting the ball to Mark Andrews is the Ravens' problem. Like, I... I don't. I don't think that's the case. But it's trying to force him the ball, right? Like the idea that if you're just going to be going to Mark Andrews the entire time, like that he needs to actually be open mm-hmm. and and not like covered downfield, like that that throw, that downfield throw to Mark Andrews doesn't make sense. Why is he the guy running that route instead of one of your speed receivers who could create more separation? Why would Mark Andrews be that guy? Um, so I think I understand what Sal was saying, and I think you guys are just getting worked up because you're on the internet and you get worked up about <laughs> things, and that's the nature of the beast. Get worked up about Would You Rather Wednesday, and get worked up about donating some coats. Not Coke, Mrs. Valley. Coats. Coats. We, don't, we definitely don't want you. I mean, I don't know. But Paul might enjoy a nice uh, cherry Coke if he brought one. I don't drink soda, but if you brought one in for me, might appreciate that too. Um, but uh, we need your coats. Get, uh, get, uh, get worked up about that. All right, hour number one, just about in the books. If you're looking for a simple holiday meal, try Chick-fil-A catering from Chick-fil-A Nuggets to mac and cheese. Enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. We'll talk about the Orioles and the MLB situation with our buddy Dan Connolly from The Athletic next. It's Glenn Clark Radio. The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is coming soon to Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Maryland, this is your chance to win big right in your own backyard. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. Make every moment more at the all-new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. Need to hone your computer skills to boost your career? Or maybe you want an IT certification. CCBC Continuing Education has the courses and programs you need for a career in the computer field. And it's all tuition free. From the basics to specialized training, we have the classes you need from hardware to programming to cybersecurity and so much more. It's your choice. It's your career. Call 443-840-4700 or visit ccbcmd.edu slash computer training. Hey, it's Glenn Clark for Window Nation. Cold weather has arrived, and that means one thing, higher energy bills. But the good news is that Window Nation is here to help. For a limited time, get 50% off all style windows, bays, bows, double hung, and sliders, plus a house of windows for only $99 a month. Rising natural gas prices are affecting everyone, but new Window Nation windows can help. Get 50% off any style window and a house of windows for only only $99 a month. Call Window Nation today at 866-90NATION or go online at windownation.com. That's December only. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you. From all of the biggest games to the smallest events, make every bet worth your while at MyBookie. Start by doubling your first deposit instantly with MyBookie's first deposit bonus up to $1,000. Double your money before you even place a bet, and all you have to do is sign up and deposit using the exclusive promo code PRESSBOX at MyBookie.ag. If your first deposit is $100, MyBookie adds $100 so you can start with $200 to play with. If your first deposit is $1,000, MyBookie adds $1,000 so you can start with 
with $2,000 to play with. With tons of great games and prop bets to take advantage of this week, there is truly something for everyone. Don't wait any longer. Head to MyBookie today to redeem your double deposit bonus so you can start winning big today. That's promo code PRESSBOX to receive double your first deposit instantly in your account. No hassle, no wait. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Duffy's Garage is a family-owned and operated car care facility in beautiful Baldwin, Maryland. An authorized Maryland inspection station and Napa Pro Care Center with ASE certified techs. Tell them that Glenn Clark sent you and receive 10% off your service with a max discount of $150. You gotta trust where you take your car, so take it to where I take mine. Duffy's Garage in Baldwin. Duffy'sGarageMD.com Stay tuned. Your chance to win a million dollars is coming up. Probably not from us. You're listening to Glenn Clark Radio. All right, back in here on GCR into hour number two of the program. It's also brought to you by buyatoyota.com and your local Toyota dealer. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, perhaps convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. Let's talk a little baseball. Of course, um, some news yesterday related to the Orioles. They got the contracts tendered, so those of you that were panicked about it, uh, you can settle down a little bit. Uh, they they added a player, a major leaguer of, of sorts, and now we find out if there's going to be a work stoppage or not. Joining us to uh, talk about all of these things, one of our friends, always appreciate Dan Connolly from The Athletic, taking some time for us here on GCR. Dan, it's Glenn and Paul. Always great to chat with you, sir. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes. No problem, guys. How are you? I'm all right, man. I, I don't really – like. we don't need to spend a lot of time talking about Rugnet Odor, right? Like, it, it's it's a major league player. You know, there's the opportunity. It's not costing him anything. Why not sign Rugnet Odor, right? It's... Yeah, absolutely. And, and he can do damage to that ballpark. We're talking about $600,000. Uh, he can play good defense at second base. He's only 27. I mean, it's a no-brainer. I mean, to I didn't realize at first about just only having to pick up the minimum. And, and right. $600,000 or less for that guy, that's a hell of a deal. I, this is essentially how I feel, right? You're not investing much of anything in him, and, and if it's not Rugnet Odor, who's it going to be instead, right? Like, what? who, right. Are, who are your other options at that point? Um, so why not let it be Rugnet Odor? And who knows? Maybe in, in six months somebody's willing to give you the – their 50th prospect for Rugnet Odor at that point. Who knows that's the case. Right, right. And, and, and it's funny because I don't know much about him, and I know the obvious, obviously, with the, uh, right. the punch to Batista. But he's considered like a great teammate. Okay. I mean, he is considered a guy that I, as soon as I, I wrote the, you know, I, I put the news out there, several people unsolicited um, within baseball contacted me. And so this guy's like one of their best teammates they've ever had. And, wow. and he's just, he just loves baseball and he loves being around guys and stuff. So, I mean, obviously, you know, we'll, we'll see when he gets to Baltimore, but I think that's something that people are a little concerned about. And apparently he's a really good teammate. Okay. I mean, that's something it's, it's that means something, especially because it's going to be a young team and you could use, I'm not trying to, I'm not ready to call Rugnado Dor Nelson Cruz, but we saw the impact that, right. you know, a veteran player, Nelson Cruz, maybe one of the best humans that's existed in the sport of baseball. So I want to be very careful, but we can see the impact that guys like that can have. Hey, Dan. Right. Uh, right. And, and again, 27, but he's been around for a long time. Uh, this is a, this is a, a good move. It's not a good move for the Los Angeles Dodgers or for the, 
you know, uh, a good, a really good team. But for a team that's that's trying to to save its money and a team that you know isn't really going anywhere, um, this is a, a good guy to stopgap, like you said. Maybe you, you trade him. Um, maybe has a positive impact on the team. And if not, you're really barely. You're, it's your. It's the minimum. It's like a like a you know a, a guy coming up from Double A, but he's got 30 home run you know power. So why not? Hey Dan. Uh... With the signing of Ruth Nettodor, are the Orioles still in the market for another middle infielder to try and compete for a spot on this roster? Are they going to let the shortstop battle uh, go between who they already have in-house? From what I've been told, they're still looking for a middle infielder, and I would imagine that would be a shortstop. I would think they're still probably in play for some of the guys that you know that they've had come through before, um, or that type of player—a one-year veteran, um, you know, I mean, on a one-year deal, a major league type shortstop who can play some defense. I think they are still. I was told they're still in the market for another middle infielder. So, um, you know, we'll see if that plays out. But I don't think that this is the only middle infielder that they look to, uh, you know, this winter. Dan, there was some concern from Orioles fans that the team would choose simply not to tender a contract to Trey Mancini and would just say, we're not paying baseball players this amount of money right now. We're just not doing it. Um, and so I think there was some relief from the fan base that was the case. But there is still sort of a more awkward thing that exists there, right, which is that this is Trey Mancini's last year before he's a free agent. And I I, I don't know if the team has plans to, to try to extend him long term or – do they think they could still recoup some value? Like this, this is one step in the process with Trey Mancini. He didn't walk away yesterday, but where are where? What's the end game? I guess is the question that I'm asking when it comes to Trey Mancini. Well, first, let's start with the the, be, the beginning of your statement. Um, the fans, whoever was worried that they were going to non-tender Trey Mancini, uh, were just completely off. They weren't ever going to non-tender Trey Mancini. They weren't going to take the disaster the PR disaster of letting this comeback player of the year go without anything coming back whatsoever Um, that was never going to happen and John Means was never going to be non-tendered so those things you can move past now will Trey Mantini be traded I mean I would say it's I would say certainly maybe I mean you know he is at the end of his his contract with the Orioles or control with the Orioles I should say um and he is a guy that will help another team. He probably will not bring back a whole lot in return, and I think fans have to understand that. Um, but he will help another team. He's a good player. He's a great clubhouse guy. And if they don't, you know, if they do not end up uh, signing into a long-term deal, um, then you know he's going to be traded probably this year. They're probably not going to let him walk, you know, at the end of next year you know, at the end of the 2022 season. So, guys, I mean, it, it's a reality to think that this team could go on in 2022 at some point without Trey Mancini. I understand that. It, it, it's it's an awkward spot, Dan, because I, I think I've operated with the feeling of, you know, he hasn't been traded in the past because he's simply more valuable to the Orioles than he is to someone else, Correct. right? Like, he's a beloved figure here, and people will purchase tickets to a game to go see Trey Mancini, and they're not going to do that in Anaheim, right? Like, it's just not right. – he, he can't mean as much to another community as he means to this community. It's impossible. And as a baseball player, most organizations think they have a Trey Mancini already, right? Like, th- there's very few teams that are des- so desirous for a – you know, largely positionless player who's a pretty good power hitter 
they think they've got those guys. So I guess to, to what you're saying, do, they, do you reach a point at which you say, okay, yeah, that's true, we can't recoup major value, but we might be at a point where we just have to get whatever we can for Trey Mancini before he reaches a point where he's simply going to walk away for nothing. I think so. But I, I think also that they do have to play in the fact that, you know, th- this fan base is beleaguered. There's no question. Right. The fan base wants to see winning, and they're not going to see it for another couple of years. So they at least want to see guys that they want to see. You know, they want to go to games and see guys that, that they like and, and that they think can do well for them. And Trey's that guy. I mean, you know, I, I've covered this game. I've covered this team for, you know, over two decades. And there's very few guys I put in the same you know category no with Trey Mancini. No question. It's just, I mean, there's very, very few guys that I've met that are like him. You know, and his I've I've had a chance to meet his family. Yep. Uh, you know, spend some time with them. I mean, it's just a really great group of people. And he's a pretty damn good baseball player too. And I mean, you know, we look at his numbers this year and 21 homers. Okay, 250. You know, that's not what you want necessarily from a from a corner infielder. But the guy basically, you know, his physically he was in some serious straits and even even mentally for in july and then in august and september physically so there's a situation you, you got to think it's awesome that he got through what he did last year or this past season but at the same time you got to expect for better next year because he had better in 2019 and and you still think that he's going to be able to get you know maybe in a 25 to 30 home run range so i think there are teams that w- will take him but again like you said you know He's not a kind of guy you give up a lot for because there are other guys who can, you know, you would think would be able to fill that role. One other thing to keep in mind, guys, too, and I think this is important to remember, is if there is a DH in the NL mm. Mm. starting in 2022, mm-hmm. that opens up his, you know, the suitors for him by 15. It's an interesting. Point. And I think that that's one of the things too. They're not going to trade him now. Because with a new CBA, and, and, and I'm giving you a good uh, transition here, but with right. a new CBA, you would think that they added the NL. I mean, they added the DH, and if they added the DH, bam, you're talking about you know 15 more teams that could use a Trey Mancini. I'm going to come back to the CBA in one second, Dan. Dan Connolly from okay. the Athletic with us. I was trying. To I know, no, no, there. it's it's good, but I, but we up. got we got to cover the Mullins and the Mean stuff, right? Like we got to do okay. it, and then we'll come back. <laughs> I'll come back enough. to the CBA. So Dan Connolly is with us from the Athletic. Dan, I know that you've you've made it clear, right? These reports about you know Means and and Mullins. This is not the Orioles are just you know whatever we can get, we're dumping these guys. That's that's not what's going on here. It's a look, everybody's available for a certain price. That's the way that it works. I have been more caught off guard, and I'll start. I want to start with with Mullins, right? And I'm going to lay this out for you, Dan. Twenty seven years old, not due to be a free agent for three years. Yeah. I don't know if the Orioles are in the world where they're going to offer to try to do, um, you know, buying out arbitration years with players. I think it's something that a lot of people in this community would like to see them do, especially with some of the guys that are uh, maybe coming. Um, but if you're Cedric Mullins, I don't even know if you're interested in that, right? Like get, when you get the free agency at that point, it's probably the only time you're ever going to have a chance to make real money if you can continue playing the way that he did a year ago. Do the Orioles? then want to buy pay extra money in order to get him for a few more years or are they still kind of nervous about you know whether or not what we saw last season is really the story of Cedric Mullins I think this is a more complicated situation than people are painting it out to be with Cedric Mullins where I I don't know again I use the word endgame what you're ultimately going to end up doing here but I'm hard-pressed to think the Orioles are becoming a World Series contender in the years before Cedric Mullins becomes 
a free agent, and I don't know that it's insane for them to try to see if there isn't someone who's willing to pay an extraordinarily high price in order to acquire Cedric Mullins. I agree. I think it just comes down to timing, to be honest with you. If I'm not mistaken, I think it's actually four seasons he has left okay. yeah. before becoming a free agent. And so that's even more right. if you think about it. And I think it does come down to timing. I think they see what they have this year, uh, see if Cedric is similar to the player that, that he was last, you know, in, in 2021, and kind of get a sense of where they go forward. Like you said, based on the age situation, you know, he's not a 22-year-old guy. He's not a guy, you know, or a 20-year-old guy like Franco. I mean, he is, you know, he, he's in his prime right now, uh, and teams would, are, would salivate over getting him. But you also have to balance, and, and I think we all talk about this, you know, Mike Elias has said since the beginning what his plan was, and he really hasn't deviated much from that plan. And that end game is to get the Orioles to be a consistent team year in, year out, to be a contender. Okay? And that's really hard to do, especially in the American League East. But to do it, you've got to build a, a talent pipeline. And a guy like Cedric Mullins can help you build that talent pipeline quicker. And John Means is the same way. But you also have to balance it with the fact that people, you know, they want people to come out and cheer for this team. Right. They want people to get excited in the product. And so you kind of have to balance that. The Tampa Bay Rays have become a consistent year in, year out, you know, contending major league ball club. But it's hard to be a Rays fan because once they get a player who is getting close to that money level, a lot of times they trade them. Now, obviously, the Franco situation shows a little different, but for the most part, that's what happens. And so I think Mike Elias has to juggle that right now with how much can he get for Cedric Mullins? What is the top peak of Cedric Mullins? And how important is it to have Cedric Mullins so that fans can be excited about this product or at least be interested in this product going forward? Because I don't believe they're going to be good this year, you know, the 2022, 2023, maybe not 2024. So what do you do then? And I think if Cedric Mullins continues to be the player you know, at, at least close to what he was. And, and there's a reason, guys, that players, that, that Mullins was the first 30-30 player in Orioles history. It's really hard to do. Right. Oh, it was do remarkable. Yes, no question. Year? No. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't. But, I mean, could he? Sure. But that's really hard to do. But he's been a wonderful player this year, and, and I anticipate he'll still be a, a pretty wonderful player the next couple of years. But if you think that this is the peak for him and you can get a boatload, you got to consider it. I, I agree. And and I think it also speaks to, and I'll and lump means into this conversation as well. You you have spoken, you know, and you've written about the fact that, frankly, the thing that's not there in this rebuild is the pitching. Like, it's 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 right. just not. There's Grayson Rodriguez and, you know, we still think D.L. Hall, but, like, even that's maybe a little shaky at this point, right? Like, that, it's not there. There is not a, 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 you know, want to use a term that we used to once upon a time here. There's not a cavalry of starting pitching that's coming as part of this rebuild. So where's it coming from? Because if you're drafting it now, that probably doesn't line up with Adley Rutschman's timeline. Where are you getting the starting pitching to meet with the timeline for Adley Rutschman and Grayson Rodriguez? And the answer might have to be by trading away parts like Cedric Mullins or John Means. Absolutely. And if you look at teams that have built, one of the things they've done is they've utilized trades and then they've, they've spent the money on, on, you know, top pitchers. I don't believe the Orioles will spend money on top pitchers simply because 
A, they've never done it before. Right. B, you have to overspend on any pitcher you're going to get to, to get come to Baltimore yep. because of the division and because of the stadium. That's the reality. Yep. Can they do it? Sure. Can they get a bargain? They find a guy who maybe his market has collapsed a little bit, and they give him a little bit of extra money, and then he really pans out? Yes. They tried that with Jimenez. They tried that with Cobb. Didn't truly work out for them, and I'm being kind in, yeah. in, in parts of that. Yeah. But – it's still, you know, it's still possible. But you in know, 2016, it was okay with Jimenez, but that's about it, right? <laughs> Otherwise, it was a disaster. Um, and, and of course, you can always find the Miguel Gonzalez. You can always find, you know, right. and 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 one of these international signings could end up panning out in a way you didn't expect it to. It's just that I don't think you can make your plans around that at this moment, Dan. I think that's Correct. where they are. All right, so now the CBA. Um, what what what's your gut tell you? I, I you know I. I think we're all working under the assumption that we're going to end up with this, uh, some sort of a work stoppage uh, come tonight. But are you? Does your gut tell you it's something that either either maybe somehow they avert, or at least it doesn't last long enough that it becomes a serious problem for Major League Baseball? Well, first of all, I canceled my winter meetings uh, reservations and playing, so that tells you how I feel about whether it's, it's going to. Yes, it's uh, happening. Is what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> It's yes. happening. I mean, it, 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 it's, it's happening. The work stoppage is happening. Um, you know, that's it, a transaction freeze, which is, means that, you know, if, if it weren't happening, I, I don't think we'd have as much of a flurry as we're having right, right now right. in free agency either. It is happening. And, and I believe that a week ago, I believe that a month ago, there are too many issues of import for these two sides to suddenly throw a deal together. Not going to happen. Uh, you know, so I talked to several people who say, well, there seems to be a little less vitriol this time around um, than in the past. But I believe there are more issues on the table. There are a lot of things that need to be discussed that need to come to some type of compromise. And that's going to take time. And I do believe at this moment right now, I, I don't think it's going to affect the 2021 regular baseball season. I think it could affect spring training. And I think that they understand that. You know, I've talked to guys who know a lot more about this than I do, guys who've covered the labor, you know, a lot more stringently than I have. And their gut is that it's going to go to late January, early February, and something's going to get done because there are a lot of issues, but they also understand that it would be a really difficult time now to have a work stoppage in the Major League Baseball season. Yeah. So I could see a truncated spring training, which, you know, a lot of players wouldn't mind anyway. Um, but I, I don't see – I see them getting a, a deal done, but I don't think it gets done until around Super Bowl time, to okay. be honest. Okay. All right. And, again, that doesn't – if that's the case, it's probably not the end of the world to the casual baseball fan. The casual baseball fan probably says, okay, no problem, right? Like, a few people will be impacted. Maybe they'd have made plans to take a trip down to spring training or something like that. But most baseball fans would probably say – I'm I'm okay with that. Um, if it get less, and, and you have to have some type of spring training. You have right, to, right, because of the way these, you know, especially with arms and stuff, to try and ramp them up. So you have to have a spring training. So it, you know, if it if the scenario comes through like I'm saying it is, and I'm not saying I'm I'm right, but that's my gut. If the scenario comes through that way, I don't think it'll affect the casual fan at all. In fact, I think the casual fan will enjoy it because there's going to be a a feeding frenzy of signings 
in a very short period of time True. after they get something done. True. And that's kind of fun. I mean, it's been kind of fun this past I agree. Week, right? I agree. I, a lot of people have brought that up, right? It almost feels like the old winter meetings, right? Like where right. like everything has just happened at once and, and, and you almost forget. Like I, I almost didn't even notice the Seeger signing. There was so much going on the other day. I'm like, holy right. crap, right. somebody just signed for $300 million and I almost didn't notice it because there were so many right. things happening in the world. All right, if you're not subscribed to The Athletic, you're an insane person. Uh, go do that right now. And you can follow Dan Connolly on Twitter at DanConnolly2016. Uh, is there anything else I can plug for you, my friends? Nope, that's, that's good for now. Dan? Or, uh, just, just, just keep reading because I'm going to have to come along with yeah, that's fair. up pretty yeah, soon here. It, 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 this is the, that is the one thing about a work stoppage. It's not great for beat writers. It is not ideal. No, no. It, you know, the nice thing is, though, there's so much other stuff going on. We'll look into the, uh, um, you know, the minor leagues a little bit more. Sure. And we'll figure stuff out. There's always good stories, as you know. There's always good things to to kind of look at and maybe give a little bit more time to than, than I would have if I, you know, if, if we were covering every single day on transactions, but uh, it does get tough. And we, you know, we went through this during the, uh, the pandemic. So um, we'll still get, get stuff out there for you. I promise. Dan Connolly, truly appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for doing this. Talk again soon. All right. You got it guys. Take care. Dan Connolly from the athletic checking in with us here on GCR. I pointed out that I didn't feel like there was as much vitriol as there have been in the past, and I I thought that might be encouraging. But then apparently, they cut the uh, talks quite short yesterday, and it it appears as though he's right. Like there's just there is going to be a stoppage. It's just a question of for how long. Because again, in the scenario that Dan Connolly presents, not a problem. Were you planning on going to spring training this year? Were you planning on taking a trip down? Um, I spoke about it with Laura's. Laura's father has um. My wife's father has um. A lot of a ton of Southwest miles. Okay. So we went for a weekend last March. We were thinking about doing it. I, he and I talked about us possibly doing it this uh, this March. If there's no spring training, probably not going to happen. But I have well, other yeah, trips that I want to prioritize. We'll, we'll we'll see. So you might be in some way impacted, right? Because you're someone who might want to make a trip down, and if you don't know that spring training's happening, it's it's difficult. Well, and the, the 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 work stop is going to impact me completely because we have the bat around every Saturday, and then on, and then on top of that, not not having spring training, this is kind of what I do, what I'm into. It's my first love, so right. it's. Yeah, it's going to impact me wholly. But, but there would still be a spring training. It would just be a truncated. The yeah. scenario that Dan Connolly is presenting, right. where they get this thing figured out somewhere, he, he used Super Bowl, right? Right. Mid-February. Then, you you know, you need a couple weeks to get guys reporting. So instead of reporting in mid-February, pitchers and catchers say report early March. Mm-hmm. Everybody else reports a week after that. And you'd maybe have a two, two and a half, three week spring training instead of a four or five week spring well, training. Most players think that spring training is too long. Agreed. Anyway, right? and, Agreed. And, and back when they had the work but stoppage. But I'm, t- I'm just talking about for the fans because I yeah. think the danger of a work stoppage is pissing off fans. Right. Right. The work stoppage appears as though it's going to happen. I yeah. don't think fans are going to be pissed off tonight because there is no baseball in December. Right. The question is at what point are fans pissed off? At what point does it start to bother them? And I think. That's the scenario that Dan Connolly presents where there's there's no real deadline at the moment. Like, yes, there's going to be a work stoppage, but there's no actual work, so who cares, right? Right. What Dan Connolly is talking about is if you get this thing wrapped up by mid-February, there would be a couple of people in the communities in Florida and Arizona who require – like, it would impact their economies. I can tell you from living in Arizona, like, spring training baseball is significant to the Arizona economy. It's It's massive to the Arizona economy. 
So it would impact them for a little bit, but as long as they got the majority of spring training in, they would be okay. If that scenario played out, very few people would actually be negatively impacted by it. And so because of that, it just wouldn't be that the end of the world, right? It right. wouldn't be the end of the world for baseball. You wouldn't piss off your fan base. If it lingers into the season at all, I mean at all, even if they get 144 games in next year, if they linger it into the season you run the risk of starting to truly piss off your fan base. And I think that becomes problematic. No, I, I absolutely agree. I think it's bad for the economies in Arizona. and in, Not That, in that part, again. Like you said. Um, yeah, no, I, it, I don't think... I think even the closer you get to the regular season, more, the more angry people are going to be. I think for fans like me, yeah, you get upset because you're going to be missing games that we'd normally be playing in late February, early March. Uh, but... I don't think that people get too pissed off unless it's like late March. It's like, all right, what are we doing here? Correct. Correct. Once or anything that starts to threaten their plans for opening day, then yeah. fans get pissed off. Regular because season that's, fans are pissed that's off. That's when they start thinking about baseball. Yeah, most fans don't care about sports. Are you trying to tell me that Drew's ready? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Drew is ready. He is here. Bring him up. Bring him. By the way, if you, if we're speaking of baseball, if you missed it, Stan the Fan Charles, Ross Grimsley caught up with Boog Powell on Monday night. You can find that show right now, facebook.com slash pressboxsports. Click on the videos tab or go to pressboxonline.com slash video, and it is available there. Drew, you there? Yes, sir. All right, what's up, pal? What, what, do, you, what do you make of the work stoppage? When 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 does it become a problem for baseball? Because it's not it, – nobody's going to care that it happens tonight. There's no baseball going on. When do you think it becomes an actual problem for baseball if the work stoppage lingers? Well, let's get Paul to answer today's question first before we start. Oh. Because uh, I think we, you and I both deserve an answer on this question. <laughs> is this about uh, whatever you named today's meeting? Is, this, is it related yes. to that? Okay. and I think we need to get to the bottom of this quickly. I don't want to drill the point into the ground or anything. Yeah. But Paul need, as a newlywed, Paul needs to, because uh-huh. times have changed. Paul needs to give us an answer to this yeah. question. Okay. So. What's the question? I don't know what the, I, I have to, I don't know what the question is. Yep. Go ahead, Paul. Oh, he probably posted something on Zoom again that I just did not see. I'm sorry, Drew. What was the title? Go back to the email. What was the the question? Is Glenn and I would like to know why you allow Laura to have the Brady Anderson underwear poster up in your bedroom? Mm. Mm. We Uh, both we both enjoy that. Yeah, I was going to say I'm not certain that that's his wife that put that poster. So so Laura's been a huge Brady Anderson fan, and for me, I just that's that's what I uh, uh, what I um desire to be. As a man in my fitness goals, so there was there so, was not a single young lady at Perry Hall High School that did not own that poster. That is a <laughs> promise. They every two a one of them, they all had that poster. Leaning on the I mean, you act like jockeys. I still have that. You act like I still have that Bradley Cooper poster. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. You, you got, you actually got. I don't know what you did to get the one that you got because I'm pretty sure they didn't sell that. I think you got that. You had to do some. Oh, uh, I got that off the internet. Yeah, right. I think you did some other things. Yeah, I had uh, no idea his nipples were pierced. Did you? Right, I didn't know that. I got to be honest. It's amazing. How they managed to cover that up in the movies. Really remarkable. Right. I that. meant Paul, not Brad. Oh, Paul. You, Paul's nipples are pierced. <laughs> that was for Laura's eyes only. All right. All right. All right. Answer the question. Right. When does it become Work a problem? Stoppage. Yeah. When does it become a problem for baseball? I mean, obviously, the easy answer is if they miss any games, right? I mean, I, it. And I, and I think it really is as simple as that. I, I yeah. think they're fine. The, the scenario, we we're just talking to Dan Connolly. He presented the scenario where if they get this thing wrapped up by the Super Bowl, and at worst, you you truncate spring training by a week or so. There are going to be so few people that are affected by that or that care about that 
that it's just not it's not going to be the end of the world. But that's sort of the deadline, right? Like once you get past that, once you get past the Super Bowl, anything any more amount of time probably requires at least a delay to the start of the regular season and then then you're dealing with the problem. Right. And 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 no, here's the thing. All these cities that uh, you know, all these minor league cities that um host these teams and it's it's this is their masters week except it takes 6 weeks. Mm-hmm. This is where a lot of these places in Sarasota make hay. It's a big it is I, I just tried talking about, it's right. a massive deal for their those communities. Right. It is no doubt. This is this really is where significant. Winter Haven makes their money. This is where, you know, Cocoa Beach. Like this is I get it. Like they're going to say, "Hey, if this thing lingers into February and crushes our 6 weeks of prosperity, we're going to be upset and that should count for something. We're part of the game too. But let's be honest. The owners really couldn't care yeah, less. Not, I mean, not their not concern. Make, Correct. They're not making a deal any quicker because the people in Port St. Um, Lucie are. Yeah. The are people, right. The people in Port St. Lucie are upset. Right. So the answer is as long as they don't miss any games. Um, and you know how this is going to go. It's going to linger into March. They're going to come up with this, this, fictitious sort of if we can't start spring training by March 20th, we won't be able to start the season on time. And March 19th, the deal will get done. And you said it, they'll all traipse in there and they'll have seven preseason games, which frankly is what they probably should have anyway. And they'll start on time. That's the guess. Now, if it does go into April and the season's 130 games or 120 games, shame on them. I, 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 somebody would say people will have forgotten by the time we get to Memorial Day, right? Because as you point out regularly, the season is also too long anyway. So, right. like, you know, if they miss a few regular but I season think games, when you see these guys, and I hate to bring this up, I'm not, I'm not trying to stir the money pot here because it is what it is. But when you see these dudes making forty three million dollars a year, and I get it, not everybody makes forty three million a year, but like when you see the money thrown around at these yeah. guys, and you as a as a as a casual fan, and there are far more casual fans than there are people yep. like Paul who live, breathe, and eat it. There are far more people who just say, I want to go to the games. And don't tell me about how you guys are all broke, because none of you are broke. I think when that happens, the casual fan even distances themselves more. And baseball doesn't need that. As much talk as there is about TV network money, and you're still watching. You're still going to watch. People, you know, this has been a this th- this has been over the course of my lifetime. Anyway, the first strike, a lot of casual fans said, "I'm I'm not going back," and eighty percent right. of them did, but twenty percent didn't. And when they had the next one, eighty percent said, "I'm not going back," and eight, I mean, one hundred percent. You know, people said they weren't going back. Eighty percent went back, and the other twenty percent again didn't. And other sports have seen this too. And you know it. It's there is there is a way that this could dwindle an already sort of kind of dwindling fan base in certain cities. Um, but I think the easy answer to the question is: as long as no games are missed, no one's going to care. I think opening like, day. I, I think I, opening I day specific in in every even in, a, in for the most part, baseball is not going to matter in Baltimore next season. But it's going to matter on opening day. And when you threaten right. opening day, that becomes a problem in every market, right? Like no matter 100%. no matter how bad the team is, the comparison would be 
it, 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 it's better to go through something like this right now and still be able to come up with whatever type of season you can come up with if you can pull it off than it was what happened in 94. Because in 94, losing the World Series was well, was damning. I mean, that... Uh, right. That, and, and, and I think some... I think there's a really good comparison to this from a just from a topical standpoint to the kneeling issue in football if this would have if the kneeling discussion would have and 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 i'm broad brushing it here if there would have been a discussion in the off season about in some way shape or form altering the national anthem or coming up with some new set of guidelines for the national anthem it would have definitely been far different than doing it in the season where it became a hot button topic Monday morning, Tuesday morning, and then on Sunday, let's watch and see who doesn't stand this weekend. I think this is very similar. And it goes back to your point about the World Series. If if they fart around and yell at each other all off season, none of us care about Correct. it. But Correct. if they were to do it, if this happened in June, yep. And they said on August first, there's no baseball. We'd be going nuts. Yeah, apoplectic. So correct. I do agree. The fact that it's in the off season definitely diminishes the importance of it to to us. But you guys better play baseball on April first. Yeah. Or whatever. The yeah. Day is. Correct. It's correct. You get it. Get it all. Nobody cares. There's no baseball right now, so nobody cares if there's a work stoppage. What right. work are you stopping? Right. Like right. There, there, right. it doesn't exist. Baseball does not exist in December and January. But, you know, once it's baseball season and we're ready to start going to games and we're steady, ready to start making our plans, and I, I pointed out that the spring training thing impacts some people because some people want to make a trip down, right? Like oh, some no people, question. It, and, it, and, it, and, and it does. And I do think, you know, I, I, I but, do think in some way, because these cities allow these teams to invade, for lack of a better term, they do allow these teams to invade their territory for six weeks. Right. And, and they do it happily. I do think you owe it to them to put your best effort to not have spring training uninterrupted or interrupted. Yep. I do think you owe that to them. But Drew has I also su- understand the owners don't care. You know, we brought Drew had such a magical weekend in Port St. Lucie. They ended up naming his daughter after the town. I mean, it was just it was, right. what a right. what a what a trip that was. You still have the Do you right. still have that tattoo? Or did you get rid of it at some no, point? No, I got. You, still, you know what my tattoos all say. You, still you know what every one of them says. Drew Forrester right? is with us. Drew's morning. I'm dish nasty. Right one of mine said oh, I'm nasty. Don't. Is that that you got that one in Port St. Lucie? <laughs> oh man. Oh man. I was telling a story. You know what? You know what I was talking about earlier today. So um, I was talking about uh, Brian Kelly apparently only meeting with the team for two minutes, and everybody's all hot right. and bothered about it. Everybody's all, yeah. You know, right. He only talked for two minutes, and all I'm thinking to myself is, I'm a player at Notre Dame, and the coach is leaving. What? Why do I want that meeting to last longer than well, two minutes? Well, by the way, that was a minute 40 longer than the meeting I, mean, I and, had. But the, the point that I made, and I compared it to that day, like, <laughs> it was actually, all, I, to me, because you guys had already gotten, like, I was the last one, right? Like, I was, because right. I did afternoon, so I'm the last guy in the building. And I'm already getting texts from Ryan and from Ashley and from Paul and from you. I'm like, oh, I know, okay, I, I know what's happening here. The station's going under. That's, 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 it's what it is. I can't do anything about it. So I already right. knew, I'm walking in the door knowing what's about to happen. And right. he's, he's like, uh, we need to talk. And I'm like, just do it. Don't, I don't need to be right. brought into some room. I'm never going to. We, we actually don't need to talk. Correct. Right. Like, just say it. Let me go clean my stuff up. And then we're done. Like, and we're just. Yeah, I, I thought the Brian Kelly thing. And, and this is not in any way, shape or form 
to get into a discussion about him a, 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 as a person. I don't, like, I, mean, I, don't I, I don't I don't think I, Brian Kelly's a good person necessarily. Yeah, but but, this, but the discussion about the way that all that all unfolded a couple nights ago, like he 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 never had a chance correct to do it right because the minute he said yes, it was gone. Yes. Right? Yes. And he should have sent that text right away. There is he's naive if he thinks he could have gotten away with I'll fly back to South Bend tonight. I'll text those kids in the morning. That's that's where he fouled up. But in his defense, on this subject alone, there is no way you can keep it secret. So as soon as it happens, if your first text isn't to those kids, they are finding out on the Internet the way we all find out everything else in our life. 100%. And unfortunately, now... I don't... I don't begrudge him for going, frankly, because I think it's what we do now. We and I'm, I think we all do this, right? We, my buddy, uh, your buddy, my buddy Terry Ford just took a new gig. He'd only been in Lexington six months. He's he said to me, I guess I could say this, like, dude, the offer these people made me was insane. Right. I I, I felt terrible going in there and telling these Lexington people. Hey, I know I just got here six months ago, but I'm leaving. But he's like, I, I couldn't not go. Right. So and we would all do the Brian same. Kelly got his, and look, I'll, I'll tell you now, and I think you would agree with this, but maybe not. But if John Harbaugh today took $125 million to go to Notre Dame, I don't think anyone would blame him. I, honestly, how do you blame anyone for taking that kind of money? How do you blame Brian Kelly for taking the deal that he took at Notre Dame? But, I mean, at LSU. But what I will say is, if you thought you were going to be able to go back, fly back home 12 hours, 14 no. hours later, and tell your kids in person, you're nuts. Yeah, it's it's that's it's over. It's over. And again, no I, if I'm one of those kids, I don't... Do I want? I don't want to have a one-hour powwow with yeah, Brian Kelly. You don't, have, right. like, you don't I, have to come in. You don't even have to come in. Correct. You're yeah. you're leaving. All good. I, let me go play Call of Duty, right. man. Like let right. me go. Let me sleep right. a little bit later today. Like I, we do put we put a lot. I've read a lot of stuff over the last two days about about him. Um, most of it not good, right? Yep. And whether or not it's. Whether or not I, I think what ha- what has happened in this move of his is most of the people opining on it are combining the two topics, him and his history at Notre Dame, and uh, and frankly some unthinkable things that yes. happened under his watch. Yes, that are terrible. Yes, um, and they're marrying that with this opportunity that came his way that frankly he may have created. And then we can have this other discussion about the integrity, and I wrote this today, the integrity of these schools and the coaches to interfere with what's going on right now. And LSU should be ashamed of themselves for the way this went down. In the midst of this guy's season, they should be ashamed of the way they did this. And frankly, he should have said to them from Jump Street, my guy will call you the minute my season ends. I, I hear what you're saying, but the minute it ends, but he'll call you, and we'll get this done. But we're not getting it done while my football team is still playing games. And I do find fault with him for that, but I find more fault with LSU. 
Um, I, there's a, there's a lot, there's a lot there. I would disagree with finding more fault. If L, if, if you're LSU and you don't make the call, then you're running the risk of Oklahoma making the call instead, right? Like you, you, you don't. Okay, so there, uh, uh, I'll, I'll give you that. You know, but like you don't, you don't have be, a choice. Like they, there this has is, to be some honor among thieves, and boy, isn't that a well? And but that, that but that's thing. the pro- the problem. Is the sport. I have always thought that. And I, I made a comparison yesterday. The NFL has a similar problem where. There are players preparing for the most important games of their life while the guy who's responsible for putting the game plan in is more concerned about the most important interview of his life. That's right. that's insane. It has always right. been insane in every level of football the way this process works. This is right. nuts. It's nuts in the NFL that we do it this way with coordinators interviewing for jobs as they're preparing for the most significant games that those players might ever be a part of. They're also interviewing for a job, and what's far more important to them, frankly, because that might be their only ever shot at getting a head coaching job. It has to right. be more important to them. Right. So that's where that's where I say, and again, I get it. The college college sports is built on cheating and being nefarious. Right. But that's where I say there has to be something in place so that Oklahoma, so that LSU doesn't fear that Oklahoma is going to usurp them. And call this guy like there's got to be some mechanism in place to say when this guy or girl, when their season is going on, they are not to be contacted. But to your point, an assistant coach um, and Eric used to go through this all the time, obviously, with the sure, Ravens. And sure. frankly, Eric parlayed every one of those calls into another 200 grand. But, but um, one of my, I've never I don't think I've ever told this. Story. Maybe I've told this story. One of my favorite days ever is I'm walking in the hallway with Eric. And he gets a phone call, and he's like, hang on. And he just walks away, and he walks back to me, and he's like, yeah, that was the Seahawks. They're trying to get me. And I'm like, like, it's just in the middle of— Every time that happened, every time that happened, and Eric was the number two guy, how do you, as Steve Bashotti, say to Eric, you can't take that phone call? Right. Right? You don't want to lose him. And every time that call came in, Steve said, all right, what's you know, how much more do you want now? But— there's got to be some way to stop it from happening unless unless you just want it to be the wild, wild west. And maybe, honestly, maybe that is what they want. I, I mean, and, to some extent, and they're, I, they're, they're I, letting they're letting I'm not trying to integrate or connect NIL with this and, and free movement and kids making money. I'm not trying to create it. But when I say this, they they are kind of letting it become the wild, wild west just Go do a deal with the car dealers. We give up. Go, go, go make your money. Go sign autographs. We you were gonna kind of do it anyway. We're tired of chasing you. Just go do it. Well, maybe that's what they want to do with the coaches too. Just if you want to leave, go leave. And Notre Dame, if you read through their quotes and you kind of read between the lines, Notre Dame pretty much said, if if you want, don't want to be here, we don't really want you anyway. No, and I would that's the way that I would feel, right? Like the right. The revenge porn stuff that people like the the the, the kid that, that posted the picture of I've been sitting on this for years. There's Brian Kelly oh, flipping somebody. The finger. I mean, like that oh. that's that's embarrassing for you. You no you doubt. have a problem. You need to seek help, right? Like right, you right. you the the thing that we do, like you know when when a girl breaks up with us and we're like, yeah, she's crazy and she's del-, you know like all that like the, you you are the problem. Like you right. need to seek help. But for Notre Dame to say if the guy doesn't want to be here, then I. It's the same thing I would say if if my wife no longer is romantically interested in me, I don't want her to stay in the marriage just because she feels like she has to. Like right. 
I, she but, is, by the way. She's still she's romantically interested in you. Yeah. It's just that there's certain other guys around. Well, and around. I don't. And frankly, I don't blame her for that. I want to make that very clear. We right. we had we I had, had a reminder. One of my favorite stories ever. She went to high school with uh, Channing Tatum's ex-wife, and uh, she never knew this. Like she literally, her friends were all over one night, and they were watching whatever movie they were watching, and they were like, "I can't Magic believe." Mike? I, it probably was Magic Mike. I think it was. Oh, you still have my DVD, yeah, by the yeah, way. Correct. I want that back. No, that was Magic Mike XXL, Drew. But good news, there's a third coming out, so we can go to the theaters together to see it. Yes. Um, the they were. By all, the way, that was not that was not him when they did the silhouette. I think that, that was a stand-in. I think you're right about that. I think there's that, no way someone that good-looking was that. Right. Um, right. That's that's know. it. Should be illegal. I don't necessarily disagree with it. Although, <laughs> given his background, I think we might have reason to believe it might have been. Paul's like Paul's definitely thinking now. Yeah. Did am I, I make... really say it? Am I in this for the long haul? Correct. <laughs> Actually, I want to talk baseball. Paul, Paul and I have very similar conversations every day. Uh, nobody really talks about the the story of Magic Mike was Kevin Nash. Or like Kevin Nash. At like right, wrestler, six, right? at like sixty years old, look and like the, right. none of his body works, and right, yet he looked right. like that. Like God bless. Why are you guys watching Magic Mike? It's a cinematic masterpiece. It's a great movie. I, I can a, honestly tell you, I've never seen this a is not minute. A joke. It's not a joke. Magic, Magic Mike. Oh, yeah, you don't now, have to. Now, it, it, now you're just lying straight up the right, line. We're in a safe. Please. We're in a safe space here. This is the trust tree. <laughs> if I right? had seen it, like, settle down. I'm a big fan of the Notebook. I will admit that. I've never. That's far more embarrassing than Magic Mike. It is. It certainly far more embarrassing. Never seen Magic. There is a there, Magic Mike XXL is actually a perfect Fourth of July film. I'm not joking <laughs> about that. It's a perfect Fourth of July film. Um, what were we doing here? Oh yeah, she she they were and they they were talking about this girl. They were talking we about were talking about Brian Kelly somehow. We'll we'll get there uh, or we'll get back somehow some way. They're talking about this girl. Jen. They're like, I can't believe she married Channing Tatum. And my wife is like, Wait, what? Like she married Channing Tatum, girl that she went to high school with. And I turned there and I said. Yeah, but baby, they're getting divorced. You won. <laughs> yeah, you got you got you got you, you got you, Clark Radio. You won. You won. Right. All right. So anyway, yeah. Um, Drew Forrest. Maryland Drew's win tonight. Nah, probably not. I know we got to really? squeeze in another break. Drew, can you stay through a break? I'm two breaks behind. Could you stay through a break? Yeah, can, yeah, yeah. Sure. Right. I mean, what else am I going to do? I'm yeah. getting paid till noon anyway, right? 100. percent We'll make sure you get every penny that we owe you. So here's the deal. We'll come back in. I want to talk. Uh, I don't really want to talk about Maryland. My God, you know why would we spend any time talking about that? I do want to talk a little bit of Ravens, and we need to play Would You Rather Wednesday. We need to do that for sure. So that, uh, in fact, you know, one of them involves Notre Dame. So we'll get to that. Uh, that's all coming up. Drew Forrester is with us. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Hey, it's Glenn Clark for Window Nation. Cold weather has arrived, and that means one thing, higher energy bills. But the good news is that Window Nation is here to help. For a limited time, get 50% off all style windows, bays, bows, double hung, and sliders, plus a house of windows for only $99 a month. Rising natural gas prices are affecting everyone, but new Window Nation windows can help. Get 50% off any style window and a house of windows for only only $99 a month. Call Window Nation today at 866-90NATION or go online at windownation.com. That's December only. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. 
real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Duffy's Garage is a family-owned and operated he, car he care was. facility I'm in, I'm in I'm beautiful I'm Baldwin, Maryland. He, an oh, authorized no, Maryland inspection station he, um, and Napa Pro Care Center with ASE certified techs. No, Tell them that Glenn here. Clark sent you and receive 10% off your service with a max discount of $150. You got to trust where you take your car, no, so take it to where I take I mine. Where Duffy's Garage in Baldwin. DuffysGarageMD.com Better, like... I love driving my tractor trailer, and just like you, I just want to make it to my destination safely. If you drive too closely to my truck, I can't see you, and you can't see what's in front of me. If I have to brake suddenly, our lives can be changed forever. If a truck stops quickly, can you? Don't tailgate trucks. Brought to you by the Maryland Department of Transportation State Highway Administration. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Mike Ashley dives in on 20 seasons for Brenda Freeze as the head coach of the Maryland women's basketball team as she looks back but also looks forward. Plus, we introduce you to men's and women's college basketball players from every D1 program in the area. And the very first Baltimore interview with Elijah Green, the son of former Raven Eric Green, who could well be the Orioles' pick with the number one spot in next year's MLB draft. Pressbox is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. You've got questions. They've got answers. Sure, I mean, we'll go with that. It's Glenn and Paul on Glenn Clark Radio. All right, back in here on GCR. Don't forget the Press Box Fantasy Football Show returns tomorrow. KZ joins us at 11.30 a.m. We will help you set your lineups. It's all brought to you by CCBC, Glory Days Grill, and the Maryland Department of Transportation. See you tomorrow, 11.30 a.m. for the Press Box Fantasy Football Show. Drew Forrester, Drew's Morning Dish, is with us here on GCR. So I want to talk about the Ravens a little bit, and and, and just in the context of – I. I don't ever want to come off negative. It is it is unreal that this team that cannot run the ball with their running backs to save their life and has a new injury every time you turn around is somehow eight and three on the season, the number one seed in the AFC. It's unreal. But I still sense that the majority of us are sitting here saying to ourselves, Yeah, but I, I don't think you can win a Super Bowl doing this. And I find this like sort of weird feeling because of it. Like we're we're enjoying it, but it's 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 I don't know what the right word is. It is a trepidatious enjoyment. Well, I would agree on all of it. I, although I would say, once you get into the postseason, remember you're, and who knows where they're going to finish? They could have to win two games to get to the Super Bowl or three. Um, once you get to that level. You, anything anything could happen. I mean, could they make the Super Bowl? I think there's no question they could make the Super Bowl. But I'm more inclined to say that when they play one of those two or three games in January, they will have an offensive performance similar to what you saw in Miami, where their chakras just won't line up. Lamar will throw a couple of bad balls. They won't be able to run the ball. Someone will catch it and fumble it, and the other team will Buffalo will pick it up and run it back. Like, they're, they're, I don't think they can win, and I don't even want to say playing like this because I think they're doing the best they can do with what they have. Right. I don't think they can win playing like this slash with this kind of – with this roster, I guess is what I want to say. 
And um, I, I, but I, but I will say, you're not really seeing anyone stand out in of the course, AFC. Right. I still think, you know, I wrote this yesterday. I still think Kansas City is the team to beat. I think when it's all said and done, they're the one team. You know, I wrote yesterday, the one team in the AFC that has to have home field is the Ravens. I don't think the Ravens can go on the road and win in January. Um, but I, I think Kansas City is the opposite of that. I think they can go anywhere on any given Sunday and score 35 points and beat 35-32. Um, but it's so wide open. You, you, Tennessee is done, so there's somebody checked off. They're, they're, they're not winning um, because they got the same problem the Ravens have. The Titans – could beat you this weekend, 20 to 17, but they're not going to win games in January without their wide receivers and their running back. They're just not like it. They're not yeah. Buffalo this time last year, their quarterback was blossoming. They had the best wide receiver in football. Now their quarterback hasn't had a great year. Diggs hasn't had a great year. Like it's very cyclical, but it's cyclical in the season too. And I still think, if the Colts somehow sneak in, they could be very dangerous because of the way they play. And they're, they have a very good coach. I think they check off all the boxes. I don't think they have anything great, although that running back's pretty close to being great. Yeah, I don't think the Colts have anything great, but they have everything good. And um, I'm with you on the Ravens. I think it, I, I, I am amazed that week after week how they do it. And it, you know, it's very similar to golf. Don't, I don't even just tell me what you shot. Right. I don't even care how you did it. Oh, well, I, 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 the guy I played against made a double Eagle. Okay. So he beat you. Well, yeah, but how he did it. I don't need to know how he did it. Did you win or lose? And like, I think the Ravens are at that stage and it feels a lot. And you were on the air with us, I guess, back then, but it does feel a lot like, the 05 to 0 of 2005 to 2010 sort of that era yeah where they won these bizarre games and you're like you went on the air every monday and you're like i want to beat them up but they won like how, how I do i beat them up right they won they won 19 to 16 right i mean that's, that's so, and, and, it and, is, way, and, and it is and it is the coaches it, the coaches would all every coach would say the exact same thing except they don't want to come across like they are um, accepting of it, but they are. And when John got in his car Sunday night yep. and went to dr drive home, John, the only thing John worried about was that they won. Correct. Correct. He, and he, and we'll I do tackle, think it's important. We'll tackle Pittsburgh on Wednesday morning. Right. I, I just won this game. Well, actually, they probably they tackle Pittsburgh Monday. Monday yeah. But um, I think that's the dirty little secret that the fans – sort of kind of don't want to accept because everyone wants an opinion and we all have Twitter accounts and we all want a hot take. But the dirty little secret is these coaches couldn't care less how they win. They couldn't. They just want to win. And if it's 12 to 10 or 34 to 32, they don't care. Right. They right. just want to win. And, and, and by the way, nor should they. And I, and I, right. And I, right. The, right. Be, the betting stuff doesn't matter to them. The lines, the, the, the all that, they're playing another NFL team. And, I, and that doesn't bother me. And I do think that we have an obligation to whatever extent you and I are still the media. And I'm not sure if we are or not, but whatever extent well, we I are. Well, I am. You're not. Oh, okay. Well, how, what did they, did, was there oh, a, and I are. Was there a Paul ceremony or something that I was forming? Yeah, Actually, Paul. you know what? I swear to God, I had totally forgotten. I'm a member <laughs> of the Pro Football Writers Association of America. I love it. I don't I know why. It. I have no clue. 
why I have, I have never done anything with that. But I am a member of the Pro Football Writers Association. Speaking of the America. Writers Association, how about the dude yesterday who sent his ballot? No, in for I know, and voted no for one. nobody. No. Yeah, voted for no nobody. One. So no. you are out now. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're out. Well, isn't he the you guy? You have to give your card back. Isn't he the guy that only voted for Jeter yes. last year? Yes. Yeah. He's the same yes. guy. Yeah. They should take his You're out. Away. Yeah, I agree. You're making a mockery of it now. You're yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah anyway, yeah. so. I, yeah, I, it's, I, look, I, I think. think I, they're, look, yeah. I, I still say this. I, they could play, and this is the way the league works, right? They could lose a, a game or two. And then the week before they play the Packers, Rodgers tests positive for COVID. Now he can't play. And the Ravens win 34 to 30. Or thirty-four to ten. The same could happen to the Rams. Stafford could get hurt the week before. Like you never, you just never know. And to the same degree, they could play the they could play the Pack Patriots in the playoffs, and Mac Jones could get hurt in the fourth quarter of the first playoff game and not be able to play the second. You, you never right. know. Right. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I agree, and I do think that we have the responsibility to say this is remarkable. It's it's re- however they're getting there, even if it looks awful if it's just not appealing aesthetically it is their running backs accounted for 66 yards the other night their quarterback accounted for 67 it's it's remarkable it's remarkable it's remarkable that they don't have that they don't have and it's not their fault they it's it's just incredible that they they have so many gaping i mean i i can remember saying in the summer let go ahead and let Judon go. It's cool because we're just going to keep Bowser and Wolf, right? Right. That was my math. Yep. yep. My math was why give Judon twenty million when you can give Bowser and Wolf twenty million and you get two players for one. Well, guess what? Wolf never played. Yep. And and and, and Judon's and obviously still, been otherworldly. And still in New England. And yes, right. they're still figuring out. Now, part of that is because Tyus Bowser has been ridiculous over the course of the last month. Speaking of which, the next Tyus Bowser oh, show no. is. Next Tuesday and night, we will be at the Bowman. And, on- and here's the other thing. Oh, thank people, you. Uh, people forget this. I don't know that we forget in Baltimore because we see him every week. Like, this this kicker is, yeah. I don't know how you do wins above replacement, but this kicker is Mike Trout. He helps. He helps. It's it's unreal. There's no question about it. I mean, it. look at the other night. And I know the one was from short distance. It was 25 yards or whatever. Go back and look at, I mean, he made a 59, a 50-yarder, a 49 and a 52-yarder. Like you, like I mean, he made those kicks like I would make a three foot putt. Correct. Like it, he just it it would it would have been stunning if he would have missed one. Uh, there's no question. It, it's he, incredible. He helps. He helps, and we take and it for so granted. They, so if there's a game, and this is the one thing about them, if there's a game that does come down to, and there was one earlier in the year, and and there was one uh, the other night because the kid missed field goal, um, but when you when it comes down to these three-point games and six-point games and your kicker makes three out of three and their kicker makes one out of three, you, there's the difference. I agree. I agree. So All right. Kicker, uh, is a, kicker is very important. I, as, a, let me, let me, as I was saying, we're, we're going to be at the Bowman on Hartford Road in Parkville next Tuesday night with Tyus Bowser. For the next, it's next Tuesday night. I can walk there. So then walk there. Come join us for the Tyus Bowser Show. Tell you some friends to bring out some coats. We, we, gotta, we really got to lock up. But am I getting paid? Uh, no, uh, but you'll you'll get paid in uh, in uh, in the opportunity Oops. to ha- and yeah, in the opportunity to hang out with Tyus Bowser and his special guest. That's how you'll be okay. paid. Next oh yeah, because that's not Lamar's coming, right? Uh, I don't think that we can say that out loud ever, ever. Even if he were coming, I don't think we could say that out loud. Oh. We we couldn't 
We couldn't even advertise Patrick Queen the last time because we were afraid about uh, having a, a fire code situation at Alonzo's when we were there. Well, we I there. could tell. I'll be there next Tuesday, and I could tell the Ed Reed story next week because the Ed Reed story occurred right across the street. Oh, at the at the old barn, right? Yep, yes. correct. At the old barn. That's and they that's, are they're they're still replacing all the food. Eddie I night. I believe that to be true. I believe, but I also believe that he needed that food that night, given the oh, circumstances. I believe that's true. The Tyus Bowser Show is brought to you by Pressbox Great Eights Memorabilia, Window Depot Baltimore, WindowDepotBaltimore.com, Duffy's Garage in Baldwin, Duffy's Garage MD.com, as well as my bookie. All right, let's play Would You Rather Wednesday before Wait I let minute, you go. I got one more thing. Yeah. Did you see the Miles Garrett thing the other night? When he when he said they did the Ron Burgundy bit, the I'm Miles Garrett. I'm Miles Garrett. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Not and he bad. did the and he did the eyebrow too. Um I didn't I, I didn't it. I didn't catch the eyebrow. I have to go back and watch again. I didn't catch the eyebrow. I'm I'll Miles go, Garrett. Yeah. I'll, I'll go check it out. <laughs> All right. Would you rather Wednesday get your responses in at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio. It's of course uh, Raven Steelers Week. Drew, would you rather in the offseason, the Steelers find their next quarterback by moving up a little bit in the draft and taking Kenny Pickett from Pitt or by being the team that aggressively trades to acquire Russell Wilson? Would I rather – you're asking me a question about the Steelers? Mm-hmm. I, I don't, we want them to lose around here, so you're, you're trying to keep – I know that's confusing for you sometimes because you well, wear your, your black say, and yellow. I would say I don't know anything about that kid from Pitt. But no quarterback other than Flacco's come from Pitt's ever been any good, and Flacco wasn't all that good. I mean, um, Jesus. Let's see. This is, you still have your card. What, you what? still have your, your card, president of the Flacco Flacco. I don't, think I, I, don't think I, I don't think I ever made it to president. I think I fell a little bit short. <laughs> you were secretary. Like vice chairman um, or something. Let him take the kid from Pitt. Okay. Is he really any good? I mean, he's pretty good, bro. He's, he's, he's Russell he's Wilson's good. good. Well, he used to be. <laughs> he used well, to be. Did you watch that game on Monday night? I I did. Um, by the way, what about the the juxtaposition between the catch that they said that guy from Cleveland made and the catch of the guy from the Washington that they said he didn't make? Uh, we talked about that. It's it's a it's it ain't good. It's a terrible. You got optic both of them wrong. I don't well, I don't know if they got any I don't know I have no idea about any of it. I'm pretty sure they both hit the ground. I'm pretty sure they did. Oh, I didn't think the DC kid. I, the, oh, I, I didn't I didn't think so until the last camera angle that they showed, in which case I said, Yeah, that looks like it it probably was on the ground too. But it's it doesn't it's insane. It's such an awful optic for the NFL. It allows nuts like you to dispute conspiracy theories. It's oh, it's the, the no one question. the one from the Ravens game, there is a still frame of the ball. On the ground between his hands that, and his like, not be. Not I've, touching his body. I've talked about that still frame. It's not. It is touching his body. It's up against his. But it's. I still. I think. I think that's when it was incomplete. But you still well, don't. See, everybody wants to say they know that. You still don't know that because it could right. still be pinned. And and that's that's how the decision. And that this is what's weird to me. You just now explained how they kept the call on the Correct. field that way. Correct. You you just did it because yep. you said. I think yep. that, and I'm not sure. So here's my here's my contention of how to fix it, if if it can be fixed. There's got to be a better way to word this, because by the wording, by the wording, it probably was a touchdown because you called it a touchdown, and there's no way and, you and can that's that's the point, right? 
Right. So let's come up with a better way to word this, or let's come up with a better system to say when this ball is caught slash not caught, whatever it is, let's come up with a better way to adjudicate it rather than have those guys on the field do it because they can't see it that quickly. There's got to be a better way to do it than the way they're doing it now. Well, the, the idea is that you remove the burden of the call on the field, right? That Like you essentially say to the replay, you, you're you making the call. It is irrelevant what the call was on the field. Correct. There it is. Yep. You, you, there, you just said it. You make this call, and let's not worry about what was called on the field because yep. they because they don't know. The, there was a play in the – and I'm not uh, – the right team won last week because the right team played better – there was a call in the Loyola Coward Hall game where the kid clearly didn't catch the ball. Clearly for Loyola. One million percent never caught it. It didn't even in dispute. But they don't even have replay. Right. So they the refs just said, I think he caught it. Like you can understand that. They don't have replay. So the refs made a mistake. This thing is it's it's laughable every week that they have the replay and they still don't get it right. I agree. It, I can't get over it. I agree. I also, I, I think with this bird, I maybe part of this to me too is that like, I, I think the guy caught the ball, right? Like we're just all caught up in what the rules of a catch are, which are insane. And that's part of the problem with all of this. Like the rules for a catch in the NFL are nuts. I think that Joku caught the football in the end zone. Did it perhaps touch the ground in the process of catching the ball? Yeah, it looks like he did. But I think he caught it. And I think if we were playing anywhere, if we were all getting together in a park on Sunday and someone did the exact same thing, none of us would sit there and say, we think the tip of the football might have touched the ground. We right. would have all said, it's a hell of a catch, Jim. You made a hell right. of a catch. We're, right. we, we, it, went, it went against our team, so we're looking for this, like, you know, yeah, but the NFL rule says blah, 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 blah. Stop. That's a catch, and it should be a catch. I will say, I was at the game. I'm watching it, and I said to my father-in-law, it's a catch. They're going to give him the touchdown, and then they showed the replay on the screen up close, and what I saw, and this is up to the, in the eye of the beholder, what I saw was a ball hit his leg, hit the ground, and then hit his hands. To me, that's not a catch. That's, that's what I saw. Again, I have the beholder. They should totally stop showing the replays on the screen. I've been saying it for 15 years. That that should never happen for anybody. Yeah, I don't know if it make if it influences anything. I don't know oh. if it does or not, but I get why it could. I certainly understand I think why it, it does when people are hooting and hollering right. anyway. When you got, I, yeah, you know. I also I did say, though, that they were still going to uphold it because I'm, that's what they do. All right. Um, anyway. Anyway. So you're you're going with Russell you're going with Russell Wilson. Yeah, give him the pit kid. He probably stinks. All right. Number two, would you rather? Uh have you heard the story about the uh, people that were stuck in the uh, tavern in Ireland for three days? I, I did. Okay. So I, I'm not giving you an Oasis cover band. I'm not giving you Snow Oasis. I'm creating these two scenarios. You're gonna be stuck somewhere for three days with sixty one people. Would you rather it be that you are stuck in a convention hall with sixty one iconically famous athletes who are all there for a signing and you get to spend three days rubbing elbows with them or you're stuck at your local cinemaplex stranded for three days well this is kind of dumb i mean you're going to be in the room with the athletes why because you've got plenty of stuff to talk to them about. i don't think you do i think it's going to become like the baker mayfield lamar jackson thing really quickly where you realize eh, yeah so you were, i think it becomes the paul mccartney show you're chris farley how's your mom how's what? your mom yeah Good. Hey, we it. gotta catch up sometime okay yep.
That's Baller, it. Baller, bro. That's it. That's the end of Baller. it. Baller. I, I don't Baller. think I make this very clear. I don't think Lamar Jackson and Baker Mayfield dislike each other in any way. I think that they they like each other. But what that everybody was going on about this thing. All I saw there was the cringe interactions you have with people that you're not close with. Right. That that you you like well enough. Like you're 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 fine with them. But you're just trying right. to think of anything that you know about that person, right. and all As you, your mom. yeah, all you can come up with is you've got a relative that I'm aware of. Like right. that's it. That's right. all you can come up with in that moment. That's it. That's uh, the I list did, of things. I did think the exchange between Lamar and Garrett was well. Yeah, it was cool. great with the with the yeah Garrett putting up the Halloween you decoration put me on a tombstone. Right, for. like all of, I thought that was great. But I'm telling you, right. the, what do you have? What really? You're in this room. And it's uh, who am I? Who who would it be? It's Don. Oh, Sutton. I got I got lots of questions. Like, didn't you used to be Tiger Woods? <laughs> well, yeah, there is that. I that's the question I would have asked him at that press conference yesterday. Right. <laughs> that's didn't what I would have done. I look a lot like uh, your arms and your neck are a lot bigger, but don't you yeah, look a lot yeah. like that guy? I I'm one hundred percent just going to my old Cinemaplex. It is comfortable. Okay. There, the, 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 you fall asleep anymore in a, a, when you're going to see a movie that you want to go see. It couldn't be more comfortable to be stranded in a no movie doubt. theater any longer. They got. Can they? Would they show Training Day? Uh, I, I mean, if they got it, or you could probably pull it up on your phone and stream it through. They, they, they in this tavern, okay. they kept power despite there being a blizzard. This I'll is take the Cineplex. this is I'll a no-brainer to me that you're in the Cinemaplex. There's no awkward can... conversation. There's they're, they're big enough that if there's only 61 people, y'all can spread out. You can basically get your own cinema at that point. Like you can get your own room. I, no brainer to me. You're going to Cinemaplex. Okay, give me Training Day and Green Mile and um, yeah. Western Stars, and I'm good. And I'm sure you've been uh, taking in the the Beatles documentary on Disney Plus. I know what a fan you are. Oh, um, yeah. And then number three, sleep. Number three, your Notre Dame. Your Notre okay. Dame. Would you rather be the school that hires Luke Fickle coming off his run to the college football playoff, or you go grab Urban Meyer, who while unlikable has literally won three national championships. Oh, boy. I mean, you're presupposing in this scenario that Meyer would lead, would take the job. I'm, right? I'm, I'm almost certain that he would, despite the fact that apparently he was saying yesterday that he wouldn't. I would, I would go I, – I don't know enough about this process in college, but, I, you know, everywhere he's gone, he's been able to get good kids to come and play for him. I mean, good kids meaning – Talent-wise, um, yeah. Plus, he got Tim Tebow. Correct. And um, and, Aaron, actually, and Aaron Hernandez. And Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> actually, I would hire Tebow first. Right. That would be where your call would go. There was somebody making that argument that Florida should hire Tebow. There was somebody. I they, they 100%. hired. They hired the the guy from Louisiana Napier. That's who they hired. But I would have hired Tebow. Oh Christ! Of course you would. Tebow wouldn't like that. Would. What? what you oh, what? I mean, saying Christ, it's a good point. He would not be happy about that. So you're going, Urban, would, you're going, Urban I Meyer. I would, I would say that if um, Doctor Oz can run for office, so can Tim Tebow. Great point. Great point. I, I actually 100. I, I will never agree with anything more. He is absolutely as qualified as Doctor Meyer. How about Doctor Oz, Oz living in New Jersey, but, uh, but yep. signing up to be the Pennsylvania but, Senate guy? Well, how about the fact they might elect him? Like it's totally <laughs> possible. You think it's impossible? They're not going to elect him. Oh, no. They elected no. Donald Trump as president. Right. Like they, well, in, fair, in fairness, he deserved it. <laughs> right. right. He was very qualified for the job. <laughs> Jesus. All right, what's going on at Drew's Morning I mean, you got to admit, yeah. he had driven a car before. Had he? Are you sure of that? <laughs> yeah. What's, well, what's um, Drew's Morning Dish um, did the, did the I, I bit the apple today and did the 15, I ranked the, the top 15 quarterbacks. 
Um, and I and I actually did it legitimately. Like I sat down last sure. night and said, if I started, if if I had a season to play right now, right now, who would I want to quarterback my team this season? Not next year or for five years or for ten years. This season. So my top fifteen. All right. Um, and obviously, we, so number one so was Roethlisberger. I get that, but who was number two? Number number one was. Brady, obviously. Yeah, okay. Number two was Rodgers. Number three was Mahomes, and number four was Lamar. Okay, so, all right. Yeah. Um, and you know, I I think I still I still say of the new guys, and that include, and I I'm including anybody within the last three years, like Allen, Tua, Lamar, Herbert. Burrow. You know, this, this new class. Yeah. To me, Lamar is still the best of them, but I think over time. Burrow will be the best of all of those. Guys. He looks good. He certainly looks good, but he's got to prove that yeah. long term, obviously. But I, I think Lamar of, you know, I put a number four because I think that it, I did the exercise. If I had to pick quarterback and and Paul picked Brady first and you picked Rogers second, and Mahomes picked got picked third, and I was left with what's left, I would take Lamar right now. Huh? But I, I think Burrow is closing in. Okay, I'm listening. Yeah. I, you know, he's got to keep improving it, but I'm, I'm listening. He's, he's really good. There's no question about that. He's really good. I think he and and Lamar has this too. I think that that kid is a winner. All right, all right. We will see. We will see. All and right. If you can win in Cincinnati, you're a double winner. Ah, uh, that's a fact. That is a fact. Hey, <laughs> hey, uh, uh, try to block out December 16th. We need to, we need to try to do an event somehow. We need to try to pull off an event to get people to come bring their coats out. We gotta, we gotta. Okay. Make... I'll be there next Tuesday at the Bowman. I can walk there. Excellent. We'll see you next Tuesday. But bring your coats to the Bowman next Tuesday night for the Tyus Bowser show. Drew, Drew's gonna be there. Now you, you, I know you've got like the last time we were at the Bowman, Adafi Owe had to have really specific uh, autograph policies. Your deal is you'll sign uh, glossy eight by tens. But as long as they're not the one that people were selling of you in a G-string, correct? Why well, I, I sign it right across the the, the bump. Right, there you go. There you go. That's what it is, Drew Forrest. Oh, Drew. you can get that one. You can get that one blown Drew. up like the Brady Anderson thing if you want. Yeah, for, for, for I, I already have a still frame of you getting out of the hot tub blown up. That's that's the next thing going on the wall. Love it. Drew'sMorningDish.com at it's a hooded four eye on Twitter. Uh, thank you, pal. We'll talk to you next week. See you, boys. You have uh, different answers at all for Would You Rather Wednesday? What were your What were your responses? Um, so, the first one, I'd rather them take the the kid from Pitt because honestly, he hasn't played anybody. They haven't their schedule that was was so soft, and they still managed to lose two games. And nobody's proven until they prove it. You know what I mean? Okay. So I'd rather them, them not get the, Russell Wilson the, to be the good for argument, five years. The argument made by some that go the other way is I'd rather they have the aging veteran and not find a new young quarterback that could be their franchise quarterback for the next decade. And I, I, in a weird way, have that sort of feeling. I think part of the problem is they did such a good job of identifying their last quarterback that it makes you fear that if this is the guy that they're going in for, that means they've identified that this is a really good quarterback for a long time to come, whereas... I don't know where we are with Russell Wilson. There is absolutely a chance that Russell Wilson, this is injury-related. By next year, he's fine, and he's fine for another five to six years. But there's also a chance that he's not. So I, I don't know. I, I understand why the answer is the other one. That's why I made the question. Um, for the second one, oh, man. So I told you about the, the Steve Smith story, right, where he was just kind of like kind of a jerk. Oh, okay. Yeah, All right. so yeah. – I really think that if you're trapped with these elite athletes, these iconic athletes for for three days, 
A, you're going to run out of stuff to talk about. B, they're going to get tired of people just falling all over them, and they're going to end up just being rude and acting like they're better than you. I want no parts of that. If I can if I can be in a movie, I love going to the movie theater. If I can be in a movie theater with all the snacks, popcorn, hot dogs, whatever. It's no-brainer to and, me. And I can watch a bunch of movies for three days. Such a yeah, no-brainer yeah. to me. Such I, a no-brainer I, I, to me. I might do so that I, randomly. I had somebody ask, would there be an athlete? If there was a specific athlete who was on the list, would you change your mind? And it's a good question, right? That is like, a good question. Because... Like I wouldn't if the if it was a list of athletes like Nolan Ryan like no offense Nolan Ryan's an icon but I don't care all that much yeah. it's not that big of a deal to me um, I met Joe Montana once this is a random story I met Joe Montana when my uncle was stationed uh, he was in uh, in the Air Force he was stationed in Germany and we went and spent a month with him on uh, on base in Germany when I was like ten years old and randomly Joe Montana made a trip and I was like holy crap and I was obsessed with Joe Montana as a kid. It'd be really cool to spend some time with Joe Montana. But even then, I'd be like, within 20 minutes, I think I'd be out. I'd be like, okay, I'd rather not spend this much time with Joe Montana. Yeah. Um, you know, for me personally, like if, if somebody said it was Andre Agassi, you know, it would have to make me think a little bit longer because... My mom loves Andre Agassi, I, too. I worship the altar of Andre Agassi. Um, if you said I was getting to spend time with Serena Williams, right? Like, boy, that would be really tough for me because I'm a married man. No, I don't <laughs> think I don't think that she would be romantically interested in me. Although if she was, um, I, I well, my my wife and I actually met Serena Williams literally in like a, a moment when we were at Wimbledon all these years ago, thanks to Bryant McKinney, who was friends with uh, Serena Williams and who found out I was going to Wimbledon and was like, "Here, uh, ask for this person, and and you might be able to meet her." And sure enough, as She's walking back from playing on court two. I literally just yelled out this person's name that was part of her entourage, and they're like, walk with us. We're like, whoa, holy crap. <laughs> that was a very quick. I mean, it was not – we did not get to spend, like, time with Serena Williams, but we did meet Serena Williams. Um, but, like, that would be significant to me, right? But I still think it would turn – I don't, just don't think there's any way that you could spend a pleasant three days – with these people. I think it'd be very, very difficult. We were talking earlier about how my favorite band is Incubus. When mm -hmm. I went to go see them at the Fillmore, yes. uh, I had a meet and greet. Uh -huh. And I met the band. Mm -hmm. And when I met Brandon Boyd, and he's well known to be very shy. When I met him, he said, thrilled to meet you, and that was it. Yep. He, like, Stand there it. was nothing I could think to say to I've, him. Be like, look, I have had uh, relationships, certainly, with, um, with, with, you know, like I... Our buddy Zach from All Time Low is one of my best friends. But, like, we have stories that we can talk about. We we have common friends. Like, when we get together, it's not just, so, you're in a band. Like, it's it's not that. Like, we have, we know the same people, some of the same people, and we can tell some stories. And, um, and, and like, we know each other. We can talk about things that we've done in the past and, and common interests that we have and things along those lines, right? Like, you know, we, we sometimes... Literally last year, right around Christmas time, we ended up on a on a FaceTime for like an hour, just chatting, right? Like because mm. they were friends. There, if I met, I don't even know who a popular band is today. I, I swear to if Greta Van, Van Fleet. Greta Van Fleet's if the if the Greta Van Fleet guy FaceTime me today, so how's how's being Greta Van Fleet? Yeah. Like how's your how's your mom? Yeah, I mean it would be Lamar Jackson and Baker Mayfield. So yeah. your your sister, huh? Like that's that's it. That's the the entirety of the conversation. Right, like, all right, well, let's we'll be in touch. Like, that's it would just be cringy and awkward. I do think that you can establish relationships if, like, you have the ability. I, somebody would say, hey, in that circumstance, you're all gonna have to work together to like make it through these three days that you're stranded. Right, so 
that would force there to be more of a relationship with these people, and it would force more stories to come out and things yeah. along those lines. I'd still, it's a no. I, I don't think it would matter who they are. Ultimately, in this scenario, and this, 61 people stuck in a cinemaplex together, you can largely stay away from each other. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You can largely not have to interact. Like, and chances are you're there with people you know anyway. Yeah, I'm trying to present per, like that. That I'm trying to leave it at like it's more it's happenstance, just, yeah. right? Like I'm trying to leave it more at that. But like for the most part, there's a reclining chair. I'm gonna be able to lay back, take a nap, and when I'm done taking a nap, I'll put a movie on, and we can wander out the snack bar. There's some food out there. Like there's room to walk around to get a little exercise while you're in there. I'd just rather be in a cinema plex. I think, and I was doing this math of all the places you could be stranded. Like practically, it's probably the best possible scenario for where I could be stranded. Yeah, I think someone so. Someone might say a mall because there's so many different things within the mall. One, how many malls even exist any longer, right? For real. Like I, I guess if you said if I could be stuck in like if I could be stranded anywhere, I'd be stranded at a Rundle Mills, right? Because there's there's tons of space. And the Cineplex. There is a Cinemaplex within Arundel Mills. That's true, too, right? I guess you're getting a little bit more to work with. Let's separate the Cinemaplex. So let's say White Marsh Mall, which is still, I believe, a, a fairly vibrant mall at this point. I think that, for the most part, most of the, it's not like uh, you know, the, the malls where all the shops are yeah. closed. People, Colum- people still go there. I think the mall in Columbia is still a thing across the street from uh, Merriweather. Towson I think Town Center. Towson Town Center, 100%. So now you're separating. There's no movie uh, theater yeah. in, in these particular uh, malls. But there's, there is, again, room to move around. There is, there's plenty of space, and there's a bunch of different stuff to do. And there's massage right? chairs that you can there's sit in. There's massage chairs you can go sit in for a little while. There's a video game store. You can go in there and play some video games. There's, you know, the, the, it's a shame the Rainforest Cafe doesn't exist any longer because yeah. that was a jam I've and a half. I've never been there. Oh, that's a, that is very sad. The Rainforest Cafe was, was like all of, it's everything you dreamed of as a child was in the Rainforest never Cafe. Never went. That's a, that's a sad story. I think. The mall is probably high on the list, but I think it's the Cinemaplex, to me, it's the best possible. If you still get to keep power, it's the best possible place to be stranded because you agree. can just hang out, watch movies, sit comfortably, and and th- there's a sleep number store at the mall, I guess. You would have the ability to... to well, I mean, there's like three things that you can do at the mall like legally. Like, what am I going to do? Am I going to go in the Foot Locker and try on shoes? Maybe I will, Paul. Maybe I will. <laughs> get a look at all these shoes, man, while I'm here. There's things. There's stuff you can do. There's stuff toy stores. There's stuff you can do. You can entertain yourself for a few days stuck in the mall. All right. And then number three? Number three. Um, there's no way I'm taking Urban. If I'm Notre Dame, he's such a scumbag human being. I don't care if he wins me a national championship. You can't justify being Notre Dame and hiring Urban Meyer. I, I totally disagree with that. I don't know where. You're, the last coach killed a guy. I mean, like, I'm, I mean, this with all due respect, like, th- th- this notion, somebody tried to give me the Notre Dame can't hire Urban Meyer. I know, like, you think you're holier than everybody else, but you're not. Right. You ain't. And as a football program, you're better off admitting that. But Urban Meyer probably feels that way about himself, so maybe it would be a a match made in heaven. It might very well be a perfect match, no doubt about it. All right, continue getting your responses at Glenn Clark Radio. We're so far behind. I'm so sorry. I apologize profusely. Today's show is also brought to you by Project Game Day, which is back this Sunday. I'll be with you at halftime. Myself and the NFL chick, Sarita Hubbard, postgame. Join us for Project Game Day. Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports for both shows. PressBoxOnline.com slash radio for the postgame show. It's all brought to you by Glory Days Grill, Window Nation, and Underdog Fantasy Football. Tidbit and two-bit to wrap it up. It's Glenn Clark Radio. 
What's up, everybody? This is Taz Bowser. I can't wait to see you guys for the Taz Bowser show this fall. We're going to be taking the show on the road all over the area. You can meet me and my very special guests. If you can't make it out, you can watch the show on live on Pressbox Facebook page or listen the next day. Find out more about where we'll be by checking out pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. We'll see you all season long for the Taz Bowser show. The next Taz Bowser show is Tuesday, December 7th at the Bowman on Hartford Road in Parkville. It's brought to you by Pressbox, Great A memorabilia, as well as Window Depot Baltimore, windowdepotbaltimore.com, Duffy's Garage in Baldwin, duffysgaragemd.com, and the NFL chick Sarita Hubbard joins us courtesy of my bookie. Looking for a simple holiday meal? Try Chick-fil-A Catering. From Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is coming soon to Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Maryland, this is your chance to win big right in your own backyard. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. Make every moment more at the all-new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. Window Depot Baltimore provides the highest quality Pro-Via windows, doors, and siding for all budgets. The best is finally affordable. Call them today for a free in-home consultation at 410-941-3499. They also offer Zoom and FaceTime consultations in an effort to practice social distancing. A proud sponsor of the Tyus Bowser Show, you can find out more at windowdepotbaltimore.com. Hey, it's KZ. The Pressbox Fantasy Football Show is back, as always, on Thursdays. You can catch it at 1130. We're brought to you this year, CCBC and Glory Days Grill. You can catch the show two ways, facebook.com slash pressboxsports or pressboxonline.com slash radio. The slash radio is if you want to listen. On Facebook is if you actually want to see my ugly face. We're going to have a lot of fun this year. DFS, daily lineups, keepers, all kinds of fun stuff. Please tune in, Pressbox Fantasy Football Show every Thursday, 11.30 a.m. If you miss anything, don't forget that you can find whole shows later on Spotify, Apple, or Amazon Podcast. It's Glenn Clark Radio. All right, winding down for a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of the show. Today's show also brought to you by Window Nation. It's cold out. It's just that time of year. It's going to be cold for a while. we got to get used to that, and it means higher energy bills. That's the reality but the good news is that Window Nation is here to help for December only. 50% off all style windows and a house of windows for only $99 a month. Call Window Nation today, 866-90NATION or windownation.com. Tidbit brought to you by Mobile One. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Loop service center. Ask for Mobile One. All right, so with the flurry of activity on the free agent market in anticipation of a lockout at midnight tonight, it's hard to believe that arguably the top free agent shortstop on the market isn't signed yet. Despite being the only shortstop of the Big Five to fail to record at least one of the following season stats in his career, either 40 doubles, 30 homers, or 100 RBIs, 
Correa has the highest war. He never uh, did any of those things. None, he That's never did any of those things. Interesting. Correa has the highest war of the quintet at 34.1, a number he has accumulated over seven seasons. The next closest is Marcus Simeon at 28.7 in eight seasons. While a number of shortstops have accumulated a higher war in their first seven full seasons in the league than Correa, only six have accumulated a war higher than 40 in their first seven seasons. Who are ever, they? Ever? Ever. Only six have acquired have accumulated a war higher than 40 in their first seven seasons. This took a lot of research. Uh, yeah, but, and, we, and, we, and we, it's already 1226, so we got to try to move. All right, all right so I'm going to give you one because you're never going to get it. Uh, number two is Archie Vaughn at fifty points. You think I didn't know Archie Vaughn? Yeah, there's no way. It was Rick the Wild Thing Vaughn's nephew. <laughs> yeah, in 1897 or whatever. Oh, Archie Vaughn, Mo Vaughn's dad, of course. Archie. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, Cal Ripken. Cal Ripken, he's fifth, forty-four point one. Alex Rodriguez. Alex Rodriguez, he's first, fifty-five point eight. Um, Ernie Banks. Ernie Banks, he is third at fifty. Ozzie Smith. No. I just thought the defense might be enough. Barry Larkin. No. That's not that surprising. I don't think it's Derek Jeter. It's not. Yeah. Nomar Garcia Parra. Surprisingly, he is sixth at 41. It doesn't surprise me that much. He was tremendous. His career war is 44.3. I know, but he just fell off. He kept getting hurt. He was on a Hall of Fame path to start his career. Absolutely. He was the best shortstop of that whole group. So, yeah, 41.1. Yep. Omar Vizquel? No. Problem is, he's just all defense. Yeah. Um. Man, I don't know. We don't have a lot of time. Uh, you can go way back. Honus Wagner? Honus Wagner. Okay. Fourth with, with 46. All right. Very good. Very good. Tubular brought to you today by Underdog Fantasy Football. Again, use the code PRESSBOX. Deposit one up to $100. We're matching it. A lot of fun to play Underdog Fantasy Football. Player props, parlays. It makes you feel like you're betting when you play Underdog Fantasy Football. Download the Underdog Fantasy Football app or go to underdogfantasy.com. Here's what's coming up tonight. Totally tubular. As Drew mentioned, Maryland, Virginia Tech in the ACC Big Ten Challenge or Big Ten ACC Challenge, depending on which side of the equation you're on. That's at 7.15 on ESPN2. All of the ESPN networks, as it's uh, they, this is, they do this every year, Jimmy V Week, they are airing the Jim Valvano speech from the ESPYs at 7 o'clock, and then the games will start at 7.15. Then uh, Wisconsin, Georgia Tech at 9.15 on ESPN2. The other challenge games tonight on ESPN, Louisville, Michigan State, 7.15. Michigan, North Carolina at 9.15. On ESPNU, Nebraska, NC State at 7.15. Miami, Penn State at 9.15. A lot of local teams in action tonight. Loyola's at home against Chicago State at 7. Coppin State's at St. Bonaventure at 7. Columbia's at UMBC at 7. And William & Mary's at Navy at 7. All of those games on ESPN+. The rest of the college hoops find at glennclarkradio.com. NBC Sports Washington for Mavericks Wizards at 7 o'clock. NBA TV, Sixers Celtics, 7.30. Kings Clippers at 10.30. NHL Network Flyers Rangers at 7. TNT's got Penguins Oilers at 10 after AEW Dynamite at 8. And NBC Sports Network for Everton Liverpool at 3.10. Anything non-sports-wise that's worthy of? Uh, There's actually a ton. Um, the 89th annual Christmas in Rockefeller Center at eight o'clock on NBC. Seth Rogen's going to be on the Tonight Show. Does, does Mariah Fallon. Carey attempt to sing at this thing every year? Uh, or? I would imagine. Yeah, it's, I would, remember I it was imagine. it was not good the one year. 
Um, on FXX, it's a season 15 premiere if it's always sunny in Wait, Philadelphia. Wait, Sunny's back tonight? At 10 o'clock. Tonight? I didn't know 10. that. Oh, damn it. I and had no idea. Episode 2 is immediately following at 10.30. Uh, on HBO, Hard Knocks in season, the Indianapolis oh, yeah. Colts at 10 o'clock. And on Disney Plus, Hawkeye, episode 3. Already? Holy crap. They're not wasting any time, Well, man. They, they played the first two episodes the first day. Yeah, but I thought that was Friday. That was, was Wednesday. It, it was last Wednesday, yeah. so they're doing a Wednesday bit. Well, because they we, did, did, we didn't they have did a, a Thursday and Friday show. We only have I Wednesday. know, but they did a Friday bit for all the other shows. All the other shows were on, the new episodes were on Fridays. Oh, it's I've, just why it's weird to me that they're doing it on Wednesdays. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Strange Maybe they want to switch it up. Strange bit. All right, very good. Uh, Tubular was also brought to you by Chick-fil-A in your Baltimore area. Chick-fil-A restaurants. If you're looking for a simple holiday meal, then try Chick-fil-A catering. From Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. And don't forget to pick up the new print issue of Press Box. Brenda Freeze on the cover. It's available right now at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of those hundreds of locations around town where you find Press Box. Or read it all, pressboxonline.com. Thanks today to Drew Forrester. Thanks also to Dan Connolly, as well as to Sal Palantonio. We'll get all that up in the Greatest Hits section of the Archives. tab at glennclarkradio.com. Tomorrow on the program, busy day, we are going to chat with Mike Loxley, Maryland football coach. They're bowl eligible. I got a column coming today at pressboxonline.com. Do we consider that a success, getting bowl eligible? I dive into that topic today at pressboxonline.com. Uh, also tomorrow on the program, Clark Judge, our buddy from SI and the Talk of Fame Network. We will talk to him about the Ravens, and of course we'll also talk about the semifinalists for the Pro Football Hall of Fame, which include former Ravens Steve Smith and Anquan Bolden. Uh, also Ken Zalis from the Press Box Fantasy Show, as well as Picks, all that coming up on the show tomorrow. Thanks to everybody at Pressbox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including CCBC, Glory Days Grill, Window Nation, Royal Farms, Chesapeake Employers Insurance, ExxonMobil, KNS Automotive, the Maryland Lottery, Great Eights Memorabilia, Live Casino Hotel, the Baltimore Area Chick fil A Restaurants, the Maryland Department of Transportation, Underdog Fantasy Football, Duffy's Garage in Baldwin, Window Depot, your local Toyota dealer, and buyatoyota.com, as well as my bookie. Thanks to Paul Valley. Follow him on Twitter at Paul Valley the Third. Follow us at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter and Instagram. Have a great Wednesday night. Go Terps, go Loyola, go Coppin, go Navy, go UMBC. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks too.